And welcome back to Mulgrave Reserve for round one of the FFL Women's here, just getting myself sorted with a new desk as uh, Pete Holden's vacated the commentary box, which means there's only one man that could replace him. And it is a very good afternoon to Dan Hill. Thanks, Coxie, mate. Look, terrific to be here. It is wet. It is terrific conditions for football. There is a mud pot in the middle that's about oh, 25 by 15. But uh, it's terrific to be back in the, uh, the VFL women's. And what a clash to start with. Both these sides, I mean, looking at the reserves, there was... At least a handful that played probably every game or max games in uh, in the first side last year and, and now playing in the second. So it just shows you how the depth has, has risen in this competition. Uh, look, wasn't a terrific standard in the in the Division One game because it was wet. And look, we can probably expect more of the same in this game. It's going to be about uh, first principle football. Get it forward. It is uh, overcast conditions here still, but as Dan has... statement of the year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> although there's a bit of blue sky, look over to the right. This is not windy. Well, we, we are due, probably, to be honest. Uh, the four seasons in one day, and we've only been on air for an hour, and we've probably already had all we've experienced. There's only one man, though, that can tell us accurately what the current weather conditions are, because he has ventured down towards uh, the fence, Peter Holden. Ventured down towards the fence is exactly right, not stepping onto the ground in these conditions. I haven't brought the gumboots along. Nice, the nice casual shoes today which are going to get absolutely ruined but I can tell you Penicula Reed won the toss for the St Kilda Sharks she elected to kick left of your radio dial and the breeze maybe a goal if anything like that but with these conditions it just negates the breeze what are you looking at I can't see any trees moving what what breeze are you speaking of because I'm the one standing outside in the <laughs> shelter not in the sheltered area so I'm the one that's able to go oh yeah I can feel it uh, unlike those who are guarded by the cake stall what about on the outer side of the ground are you able to tell us what's it like over there <laughs> yes there's a bunch of trees a scoreboard and some signs on the fence thank you very much Peter Holden lovely looking scoreboard though the, the digital scoreboard I mean once upon a time they, uh, there were naysayers about the digital scoreboard but man you couldn't do without it <laughs> oh, that is good and looks like we're just about ready to get underway. Quickly a tip from everyone starting down the far end of the table. Oh, mm, I reckon Eastern Devils. <laughs> bye. Why? No, no bye. bye. How oh, many points? Bye. Oh, right. I thought like, why? Gut feeling? I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, maybe uh, two goals. I'm going to go for my favourite side today. The Eastern Devils are going to win. They're going to win by 18 points today. Yeah, I reckon Eastern Devils by four goals. Uh, Sharks by a point. Three Davey will have 712 positions. Eastern, least. Eastern Devils by 10 points. And why? Because they kick more than the opposition. <laughs> oh, where's the boom boom on the computer up here, Pete? We're about ready to go here at Mulgrave Reserve. Round one of the Swiss VFL Women's Competition. And it is the Eastern Devils going up against the St Kilda Sharks to get us underway this afternoon, Dan Hill. A light rain beginning to fall as the ball is tossed up in the middle and it's Colwell to go against Watton and it comes forward for the Sharks. The Devils working overtime in defence. Hutchins with those fluoro yellow boots tries to work it clear but it is wet hot footy inside that attacking 50 zone. Smith came through, she couldn't come up with it. Little handball over the top from Alison Brown for the Sharks, she couldn't get it clear. Over on the half-back flank, working overtime, Sarah McNamara couldn't keep it in front of her. Players slide in from all angles, hat kick forward, only as far as Hutchins, oh, off the hands, couldn't take the mark. At the back there is Catrell, she can't quite extract it. Umpire surely will be forced to call for it. Oh no, it's coming out the side of the pack. And the umpire now, after all that, says, I'll have to throw it up. 25.
Five out from the Sharks goal, right foot pocket. Gets it underway very quickly. And the Sharks unopposed in the ruck contest. Got it to ground. Chasing after it, McNamara. She goes to ground. Slippery conditions. Forward pocket on the outer side for the Sharks. The umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Secondary ball up. The evolution of modern football. There's a lot of kinesiology tape on shoulders out there, Coxie. <laughs> there is Ridiculous. That's <laughs> back underway. Devils with the footy. Kick there from Wadden. Gets it to the half-back flank on the outer side. A quick handball now dished off to Darcy. Goes towards the centre wing. High ball comes off hands on the deck. Coming through, picking it up there was Nesta. Got brought to ground and dispossessed. Umpire calls play on. Davey tried to bustle her way through the pack. Still with possession of the footy. Goes to ground after giving the handball. But it was to her opponent in Darcy. Devils get a rebounding kick off the half-back flank. Goes back towards centre wing, just slipping and sliding through everyone's fingers. Sharks with possession of the footy. A hot handball there for Hall came out of the contest. It's socketed forward now for the Devils. Going to be picked up on the half-back flag by Tilly Lucas. Rod goes in the direction of Kilderee, but it will roll over the boundary line and out of play. Early impressions? Felton. Oh, it's pretty even, I would say. <laughs> it's just gone up and down the midfield. Got into the Sharks forward 50, but couldn't, couldn't make anything of it. Ball tossed back in. Watton and Catrell. Watton the tap. And that's not going anywhere. That's dropped by Scott. Umpire says, yeah, you correct disposal. Davey takes the advantage. Gets a shepherd from Brutton. Goes up around the outer side towards half forward. Off hands. Hutchins. Hutchins the big fist. Smith. Handball inboard towards Hutchins, who looks like she's on the treadmill out there at the moment. Now she gets going. Couldn't quite get it clear. Now the Devils again. Nice and long towards half forward. Darcy. Gets it over the back. Right-hand handball. Not bad for a left-hander. But it was off hands and it's now turned over. It's Laura Bailey in on the back flank. She goes looking very, very well. It's turned over. Smith. And she'll launch it into attack. High ball towards centre-half forward. Comes off hands. It's on the deck in dispute. Good tackle there. Applied by Nesta. Sees the ball wrapped up centre-half forward for the Devils. Now, I know it's wet, but delivered out of bounds. What's the rule? Oh, there's Is no rule. Don't get no us started. After last night, who Don't knows? Get us Brutton started. got the handball away, but it was into traffic. Because <laughs> local footy has adapted a lot of them. I know the, the Eastern Footy League is playing the AFL rule. Wasn't prominent. What did you see yesterday? Wasn't prominent yesterday. Okay, but it was wet. But, but it was wet. So we don't know yet. <laughs> We're still confused. We'll keep everyone informed <laughs> as the game progresses. As there will be a free kick at centre-half forward. The old non-controlling special. He's come from 80 metres away. And the free kick will go the way of the Eastern Devils. A long ball inside attacking. Oh. 50. Standing her ground there. Brave Mark. Schleiler, I think we... Schleicher. Oh. Schleicher. There was courage. Under fire there. Wow, we. Slyker goes into the back pocket on the outer side. A mark will be taken out there by Tilly Lucas Wright. Well done there, Coxie. Recovered well there. <laughs> so TLR, she's out wide. Tilly Lucas Wright. Now wide ball from Brutton. She's got it at half back. And bombs up to the wing. And that might have been Garner. Long ball. Could have been a push in the back. Umpire wave play on. Lots around this now. Probably throw a blanket over 22 players at right half forward for the Sharks. We are still with both teams yet to score. Four and a half minutes into this one. Probably tells you the story of the day. Brutton dropped the mark she should have taken on the outer side. Then she scragged her opponent off the footy. Umpire wave play on. Smith's in there working overtime. Darcy, good hands. Watton smashed it forward. A little bit up and under though. Davey did enough. Got the fist down. Benici on her left foot, which is her wrong foot. 
That was, uh, that's like when you see those great twos jamming on their left foot. That's exactly what that was like. Got it up towards half four. That did enough. Big hit on. And a bit going on. Trip between Scott and also Catterall. And that'll continue to go on. The umpire's come in and said free kick. It'll go to Scott against Catterall for a bit of arses. And if there's, if there's anyone that's going to probably get a free kick with uh, remonstration in a second hit, it's probably Anna Scott. She did enough. She's got it at half back. At the five-minute mark of the first term, the oh. kick, Paul Bailey takes the mark. Centre wing broadcast bit of, side. Bit of justice there, Coxie. <laughs> a lot of justice. <laughs> Bailey looks to go long. High ball inside attacking 50 for the Sharks. Coming late with the fist. Catterall brought it to ground. Devils with the numbers. Just got a kick out of the contest. Mireille Clifford sitting oh. underneath it. Went straight through her hands. Bailey on the bottom of the pack. Hovering over the top of there is Stirrett. And we'll get a ball up. I think I can see fire coming out of Hannah Scott's nostrils. <laughs> right over the top of the muddy stuff here too. <laughs> yeah, for the contest today, tossed up, Watton hung on to. Got the tap, Benici Smith at the base of this one. And it'll be tossed up. Of course, no third woman up rule in the women's VFL. That has been widely adopted. And of course, probably helps the career of Lou Watton for another few years. Probably another four or five now, I would have thought. She wins the tap here and it goes in board, but Brutton wins it for the Sharks towards half forward. Garner fisted away, did nicely the defence there. I think that might have been Jess Sibley. And then she just picked it up, banged it towards centre half forward. It's fisted away by Mia Ray Clifford, back into the glue pot. Oh, here's our first. It's oh, oh. <laughs> two weeks in the AFL. She hit her head on the ground. It was into the mud, and I think it's a free kick centre of the ground. It'll go the way of the Devils for a good old-fashioned sling tackle. And now caked in mud. I can't say who that is, but the Devils will get forward through the agency of Steph Carroll. Oh, she hesitated, then kicked a low driver. Oh, dropping the mark down there. One she probably should have taken with Sophie Alexander. Now she's under the pump. Managed to work it inside her attacking 50, but I know it's wet, but that's a mark you've got to take. Yeah, it was on the chest, so <laughs> got to take those ones. Nice and easy one. Centre half forward for the Devils. No score either side. Seven gone. Opening term. The and kick out of defence no was poor as Smith sends it inside attacking 50. Came off hands. Darcy at the back of the pack. Has a shot on goal. This will be our first score, oh. but it's a minor one. Oh, she went the early crow there. To the right. Right hand side. No, I Six think that was a sell. That was a sell for the umpire. Six touches early for Catherine Smith. has got a lot of the footy so far. So taking the kick in as she's done for a very, very long time is Penny Coolery. There's three sure things in life. Death taxes and Penny Coolery kicking out for the Sharks. She loads it up, goes very long in search of Benici. It's off her hand. Over the back of the pack, very close to the line. We're momentarily obscured by the large crowd down here at Mulgrave Reserve. There'll be a throw-in. Guys, so I'll, give, I'll give you one update as well. Of course, yesterday we were questioning whether it's 25 or 20-minute quarters uh, because we got an email during the week saying, oh, it'll be the same as last year, 25 and time on. Then we had 20-minute quarters yesterday, and I confirmed also Geelong Box Hill had 20-minute quarters. So it's 20 minutes, no time on. It's ridiculous. It's not a lot of football. Yeah, in the meantime, the ball's come back into play, and Madison Gay, she's taken a mark on centre wing, kicks up towards half forward. It's gone over the head down there of Georgia Harris. There's been a bit of that today. Ball's getting over the back of the pack, as you can expect in these wet conditions. It's shoveled out down there. I've been impressed with by Alison Brown. She gets it forward. Jazz Garn has a big snap on her. Good smother, though, by Hannah Scott, and she'll go back and butter up. On her hands and knees, working overtime. Smith going in there also was 
might have been Steph Carroll down there. She gets it very, very wide. And the ball is now in dispute at half forward. Up I should call for it. They are really letting it go today. And Donna come in and ball this up. Now it's come out as the whistle went to the mouth. Umpire waiting, playing on board, centre half forward, players diving in on top. Chapman's in there, she shovels it out the back. Now Davy on the left, tumbling footy, touch said the umpire, play on. This has been an endless play. Can it get a stop at centre half, at uh, the top of the goal square I should say. 20 out from defensive goal, the Devils clear it, and Muller has the football at half back. Dishes off the handball quickly, good tackle applied by the Sharks, although it's a hold, free kick going the way of the Eastern Devils. Just on the half-back line, the quick handball dished off quickly. Looking for Watton, had to bend down to grab it. Has two Sharks putting her under pressure. Good tackle there applied by the Eastern Devils and they're able to get the ball towards centre wing broadcast side. Benici cutting across, taking the mark. Centre wing broadcast side, one behind the Devils. Sharks yet to score. Nine and a half gone, opening term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. The kick towards the half-forward flank came off hands. Brutton coming through, got dispossessed, umpire calls play on, now Garner sends the ball inside attacking, 50, Hutchins with the fist, brought the ball to ground, pops out the back of the pack, Hutchins following it up, dishes off the handball quickly, comes back to Watton, under pressure, her handball got smothered, Garner there mopping up for the Sharks, the handball here comes the way of Gay, who has a shot, and misses to the near side, so that's, all that's square. Tw- that's twice now that they've uh, handballed to the Ruckman. Have they ever played football before down there? It's not bad, as long as it's a chest height. They've both been <laughs> ankle balls. Oh, poorly, what? Now, now, a little kick out from full-back from Scott, lands in the arms of Hutchins. Don't know about this fluoro boots business from <laughs> Scott and Hutchins. I'll have to be a discussion about that after the game. Hutchins, long and wide, looking for puddles, finds them. It's a little skip off the, those puddles, and Captain Smith comes up with it. And then says, well, the line will do us 65 around from our defensive goal. It is right in front of the girlsplayfooty.com radio commentary box. It is one apiece. It's not soccer, it's football. We've played 11 minutes first term. Boundary throw in. Right in front of us, Colwell and Watton go at it. And just went over the top of their heads. Tilly Lucas rods all wrapped up and the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Half forward flank broadcast side. Gets us underway. Watton and Colwell again. Watton got the tap down. But there are a heap of sharks around. The handball came out of the contest there from Colwell. All devils though. They keep it in just. The little kick around to steer it. Put her under all sorts of pressure from Bailey. And we'll get another ball up. Centre wing broadcast side on special comments. Name Felton. Yeah, I was just thinking before that we weren't calling a lot of balls up. Do you reckon that's just because uh, we've got 20 minutes with no time on? Umpires are trying to keep it moving, spend less time with the ball, but it's been three in a row now, so... (laughs) 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 I think my theory's been completely demolished. People see the stoppage as a negative. I don't think it's such a negative. If you throw the ball up in the air with the new ruck balls, I think you can clear it out. Yeah. Yeah, we have seen three in a row, but now it's Catherine Smith up towards half-forward. Sarah Darcy, can she wheel around on the left? Couldn't gather around her ankles. Now she's playing. Good tackle in the end. Managed to just force it clear. Up over the whistle to the mouth. Right half forward. We'll call for it. It is the Devils in attack. No, it's just, just a quick question. What do you think of the setup for the Devils having essentially King one out in the goal square? The tall ruck woman having 50 metres to herself in these conditions. It's not a bad option if you can get it in there, but it's not really happening at the moment. There's another ball up or throw up today, of course. At half forward, 
This time the tap to Colwell. Benici over her head. Good tackle from Darcy. Colwell comes through. Can't get it clear. Darcy couldn't extract it. Umpire says oh. incorrect disposal. <laughs> Very tough. Free kick to Muller. I hate umpires. Square it up. <laughs> you can't say that. I've already said it twice this weekend. Carroll towards full forward. Oh, lovely looking kick. Couldn't take the mark. A big rock woman out of the goal square. Peter Holm just alluded to two moments ago. Big King. She couldn't bring it down. Now the ball's been forced towards the right half-back flank for the Sharks. They do have the numbers. And extracting it nicely over there. I think that might have been Viniara over there. She's managed to get it wide. And now the Sharks will work around the outer side. Garner couldn't take the mark. They're on the east link side of the ground. As it comes back to Tilly Lucas-Rod, she goes up the half forward. It's a one on three. Not favouring the Sharks. Chapman did enough. Gets the handball back towards TLR, Tilly Lucas-Rod. She finds a handball inside. Garner bombs to full forward. High ball. Got punched out of the hands of Scott. And it will go over the boundary line and out of play. 13 and a half gone. First term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Any stats standing out at the moment, Christy? Oh, Catherine Smith's gone gone Emma, Emma Carney-esque and she's had eight touches already she can't she can't keep away from it at the moment and playing on the back flank basically or even the back pocket this is the boundary throw in forward pocket on the outer side for the Sharks the umpire says there's an in the back and it will go the way of Garner on a tight angle she'll fancy herself from here I reckon she spent a lot of she spent no, she's going to chip it off. That's horrendous defending. Chip it short to Gay in the pocket. Takes the mark about 20 out from goal, but hard up against the fence. But she's she really has spent a lot of shoes. I mean, been in the back line at stages, Jazzy Garner, and she's such a talented forward. It's interesting tactic to see. Madison Gay comes in, right foot kick, and oh, marked on the line, and then she collided with the post. Great grab trying to see who that was. There's a consultation. Hutchie, Hutchie isn't happy. Well, by definition, if you've hit the inside of the goalpost, you've marked it in the square. By definition. So this is Georgia Harris that's taken the mark. Comes in, puts it through. First goal here at Mulgrave Reserve. Goes to the St Kilda Sharks. 1-1-7 they are. The Eastern Devils, one behind. 15 gone, opening term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Not great defending those three passages of play to have. You, ca- you can't be marking on the goal line in that instance. There has someone, you just have to find a way to get over the line. And for someone to have probably 10 metres of space, 20 metres out of the out of the goal square, that's that's ridiculous. It wasn't great marking, but Gay, she has been prolific early. I mean, she probably had five or six and, and gets a, a goal assist in the end. You take what you can. Ball back in the centre of the ground. A stoppage for the Devils. A win to them might have been a high one in there, and he is. Nope. Umpire initially pointed the wrong way, but now the Devils go towards full forward on the lead. King off her ankles. Ball comes out wide, and delivering the, the don't argue there was Moreau, the Canadian. She gets it forward. Little handball up in the direction of Moreau, and chasing in there also is Jess Foster. She lays the tackle. Davy back there working overtime, shovels it towards the boundary line. 30 out from her defensive goal. Darcy's in there, left footer. Just hacks one in board. Only as far as Cooler Reed, who bangs it outside defensive 50 to a one on two. But the line was her aim, and that's where it ended up. 65 around from her defensive goal. Out of side, a side leading by six points 
We had three and a half minutes remaining in the first turn. Boundary throwing on the outer side to go up in this contest will be King and Banara. They go at it, been practicing. <laughs> King coming through. There's a free kick, it will go the way of Emma King. Starting to pay more free kicks, the umpires, a sense of occasion. High ball, long ball, inside attacking 50 for the Devils. At the back, it'll be pushed towards the boundary line. Bailey sees her opponent over. Is there a bit of a push and shove? And the umpire says, throw it in. Forward pocket, out of sight. 17 gone, opening term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Colwell and Alexander to do the ruck work this time around. It went over their heads. That's a free kick. You cannot do that, even though it was a long throw-in. Yeah, and it was Chapman that got caught out. So the Devils to get the free kick here. That's stiff. <laughs> that is stiff. God, I'd love to play in the ruck these days because you get the free kick. So <laughs> <laughs> ah. good old third man or third woman ruck will rule. And she's a genuine forward, Alexander. She'll kick this. Right foot kick on its way. Helicopter. Yeah, and it's through for another minor score for the Devils. They're two behinds. The Sharks, 1-1-7, approaching quarter time here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. The restart. Gullery goes short into the back pocket. Laura Bailey. She goes even shorter. Could be a 25 here. Over there taking the mark. Clark. She goes wide. Great mark, Davey, in the middle of the pack. Umpire didn't pay it. Ball comes forward now. Darcy, can she get it clear? Does. He's really good at just jamming it onto the left foot. Bailey's back there, knocked off at Muller. Can she come up with it? Right half forward. The Devils working overtime. Ball banged inside 50. It's a bouncing footy from Sophie Casey to the goal line. Over the back of the pack. Foster couldn't quite come up with it. Now the ball comes wide for the Sharks. It'll should go over. Deliberate. I was going to say, would that have been paid a deliberate? Oh, I no. skew off the inside of her boot in fairness <laughs> and either throw in. But only 35 around from defensive goal. I think if it goes 65, you'd probably deliver it. But yep. I don't think she was going that shallow. <laughs> so I'm going to call in. it anyway. <laughs> comes out the back of the contest. Chapman going in after it. Steer it in there as well. And the ball's all wrapped up. The umpire again letting things go, but then says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Forward pocket, out of sight. I haven't seen much of Bree Davey today. She's only had two touches for the quarter and hasn't, hasn't really got around the ball too much. King slaps it forward. Works out in favour of Casey. Got stripped of the footy. And the non-officiating umpire from about <laughs> 50 metres away is called a sling tackle. Oh. And a free kick will go the way of the Eastern Devils. And it will be Sophie Casey to take it. What is the free kick count? We have that oh. that have to be probably 8-1. to one. And probably rightly so. Umpires are no, that was a job. that was a fair call that one, but it's ridiculous that the non-officiating umpire needed to make it. Sophie Casey comes in, tight angle, oh. makes the goal. Umpire oh, do a bit of work, but they hit the lead. Pitch. The Devils. They move to one two eight. The Sharks one one seven. As we're about to hear the siren for the first term. Maybe not. There it oh. is. <laughs> Quarter time. Here at Mulgrave Reserve, it's a one-point lead in favour of the Eastern Devils. 1-2-8, the St Kilda Sharks, 1-1-7. On special comments, Neem Felton. Yeah, I think it's been a really even contest so far. Um, like Chrissy was saying, Brianna Davey hasn't had much of the ball, but I think when she has been near it, 
kind of obvious how good she is. Oh, she looks course. incredible. Um, she had a really good um, tackle, defensive tackle on Sarah Darcy as well, which I, you know, it's good to see them hungry. But I think arguably Darcy's been hungrier. And just before we go to the break, anything to report uh, stats-wise, Christy Williams? Well, it's a, it's a shame. Sarah Darcy's looked really dangerous. She's had uh, five touches, which is a fair count for the uh, the quarter for a key, key forward. And she's looked really dangerous. Look, they're clearly, the G, they'd love to have Perko sitting up. They had such a good combination. Really seemed like a very innate combination last year. They just knew where each other was going to be. Um, but she's she's absolutely stood up so far in the quarter. And as we mentioned, Catherine Smith with eight touches. Um, to put it in perspective, 20, 20 in a women's game is probably equivalent to 30 in a male game. A lot lower possessions and obviously less time. So eight touches in a quarter for a, a young kid um, still finding her way in the game is a fantastic effort from Catherine Smith. She's looked really, and really good clean disposals as well. Not cheap, cheap handballs, really good clean disposals. Goal kickers at quarter time. Georgia Harris has one for the Sharks and Sophie Casey with that goal just prior to the siren. Steve, the score, 1-2-8 the Eastern Devils, 1-1-7 the St Kilda Sharks here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. We'll take a break on the other side of this, the second term. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left-hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O, and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. At Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join us. Together we can make a difference. I've been a lifelong volunteer for five years now. I became one after I came out the other side of a rough patch. I thought, well, people help me and now things are good. So it's time to give something back. Thing is, with the training and skills that we get... It's really helped me in my own life with work and relationships. And I've made some great friends. I guess helping other people is... A great way to help yourself. Become a Lifeline volunteer and make a difference to people's lives, including yours. Call now or visit our website. If you're a new parent, you know how much fun bath time can be. Kids love bubbles. They love to splash. But be careful not to let your guard down during these fun times. Don't leave the kids alone in the bath for a second. Not to answer the phone, not to turn down the TV, never. Last year, nine babies drowned in bathtubs. Pinch your pool, shut the gate, teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence, Kids Alive, do the five. Hi, this is Adam Gilchrist for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Facing a cricket ball that's coming at 140 kilometres per hour can be pretty dangerous, but not nearly as dangerous as getting behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking. Having a good time is fine, but if you plan to drink, plan ahead so you and your mates can get home safely. Drinking and driving, it's just not cricket. A message from Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Hi, we're the Wiggles. 
Did you know that Vinnie's raises funds for their good works by selling really good stuff in their Vinnie's shops? But the shops don't run themselves. That's right, they need volunteers to help. Can you spare a few hours each week? All you need is enthusiasm and some spare time. And it's really good fun. Please, will you become a Vinnie's volunteer? Just visit vinnies.org.au or pop into your local Vinnie's shop for more details. Yeah, and while you're there, have a look round. You'll, You'll love, love what, what you find. Every week, more than 20 Australian families will hear the words that will change their lives forever. Your child has cancer. For the long and uncertain journey ahead, Red Kite is there with very real help, like hospital and community-based support, vital financial assistance and educational services. Can you help Red Kite support these families through their cancer journey? Visit redkite.org.au or call 1-800-334-771. Our children are so precious and the next generation of farmers. Make a safe play area where the fence and gates are secure. With supervision, you'll reduce the chance of kids being injured or worse. Visit farmsafe.org.au. You're okay. Just did it because he likes you. Don't try like a girl, mate. Violence against women starts with disrespect. The excuses we make allow it to grow. Violence against women. Let's stop it at the start. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Welcome back to Mulgrave Reserve here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Quarter time, which sees the Devils 1-2-8. The St Kilda Sharks 1-1-7. Set out and see if we've got Peter Holden out on the ground who was at the Devil's Huddle at quarter time. Yeah, all the talk from the major simply was playing in front, you've got to be cleaner with the football and don't hand pass into trouble. Just, you know, they're, they're, he feels that they're overusing the handball, trying to kick it into space. And I think he's just acknowledged amongst the side, it was very calm, it's all about saying, look, I understand it's the first quarter of the year for some of you, it's a bit of nerves in there, but you've just got to get that composure right. Just, you know, don't overuse the handball. And just a, a quick uh, ground indicator because we just saw or uh, Dan Hill struggling to get some of the mud off his shoes. Well, well the funny thing is, as much as there's a bit of mud and, and, and the puddle, which is very close to the boundary line, maybe about 10 metres in, the rest of the ground, it's soft underfoot, but it's not wet. So it's actually okay when you head out towards... Yeah, well, well, as in not, <laughs> not, not, not like a lake where it's near the interchange. Yeah, dig up, Peter. Yeah, thanks very much. The Sharks wearing red shorts, which will make it that little bit more difficult. Green Davy at left half back. She handballs defensively to Bailey, who handballs back to, to Davy. That was nice football. She comes into the centre of the ground. Chapman couldn't take the mark. Forced to go back after it. Hacked off the deck towards centre half forward. Foster overran it. And now Brutton will clear for the Sharks. Still on the half back line. It's a wobbly kick in toward the middle. Chapman. Oh, I'm fine. That's a hard volley. Little, little early on the whistle, I'd suggest, from the umpire there. The handball dished off quickly to Hall. Goes towards the top of the 50. Out the back of the pack was Brown. Got claimed by Hutchins. Oh, don't and take on What are you doing? Says holding the footy. Free kick going the way of Meg Hutchins in defence. Comes towards the broadcast side. Searching for Smith. Just went through her fingers. Ball bouncing. Sharks with possession of the footy. Centre wing broadcast side. Brutton, her handball. Cut off. 
by McNamara coming through the contest. Dished off the handball quickly to Sibley. Long ball inside attacking 50. King takes the mark. No, says the umpire. And it's all wrapped up just inside attacking 50. I'm going to say it again. I hate umpires. Oh, you can't say that. I love umpires. They've been good today. Two shockers in a row. I'm sure they'll bounce back. Tossed up. What in the tap? The Devils looking to force it forward, but it only goes as far as Schleicher down there. She gets it clear. Hannah Scott looking to handball defensively. Got away with it on that occasion. Bombed inside 50 from Chloe Lahn. Into the pocket. Tackle laid down there by Penny Kildare-Reed. In fact, it might have been the Melbourne Racing Club down there. Mary Clifford. She lays the tackle. And it'll be... Train back up. Lots of hyphens out there for those of you listening at home. Muller dragged down. Quick kick towards goal for the Devils is away to the right. And a minus four. Trying to work out who that actually was. Was that Sophie Alexander? I believe it was. Minus score. Clifford brought it back into the back pocket. Broadcast side. Benici just tried to kick it around her body. No, it didn't go out. It got stuck St- in the puddle. Stays in play. And the Devils just trying to work it along the boundary line. Smith getting involved. Clifford sees her over the boundary line and out of play. Well, uh, no, uh, we won't. Actually, out in the full, what happened was they kicked it off the ground about a metre away and it got maybe about five centimetres off the ground, but just enough. That's why he's down on boundary. Peter Holden. As Watton sends the ball inside, oh, attacking that's a 50. horrendous kick. That's straight down the throat of Bree Davy in the back pocket. That's a new prune as well. There's no waterlogged excuse there. Kicked it like a ruckman, you reckon? Oh. <laughs> Speaking of kicking like a ruckman, that went backwards. <laughs> Guess which two sides have got kicking practice. Bring out the bucket of footies. That's gone at right angles. I'm going to have to get out for a kick at half time. This time, Watton, she butters up. It's kicks, going safe. Kicks at 60. Davy couldn't get back to take the mark. Quick snap around the corner. Oh, Comes great finish. Casey, and that is absolutely pristine roving of the football. She was front and centre, did her best work, and they move out by eight points. Now the Devils just starting to edge their way on top. Yeah, the footy's been a lot faster this quarter, and I think the Devils have really capitalised on that now. Um, and Catherine Smith, again, in it straight away. She was chasing the ball really well, laying a few good bumps and tackles. So, yeah, she didn't... Has yeah, a lost she, she's a really good two-way runner, Catherine Smith. Runs well both ways. Ball up in the middle. And the tap goes away of Colwell. Chapman coming through for the Sharks. Trying to get the handball to Davey. Cut back to the mud, Sarah. Cut off by Nesta. And the ball just bobbling around on the mud. Went forward for the Devils. Sharks, though, with possession of the footy. And they'll get a kick off half back, straight up the corridor. Scott waits for it, bounces. Almost had time to collect and then was under pressure, so had to soccer it off the ground. Benici tries to feed the handball out to Tilly Lucas Rod. High ball inside, attacking 50. Bounces out the back of the pack. Brown chasing after it. Garner off the ground through for a minor score. 1 2 8 the Sharks. The Devils 2 3 15. Four and a half gone. Second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. End to end stuff at the moment. And the report from, uh, from the Sharks huddle, I was of course out there. They loved Alison Brown's work. Young player. They've put her on Hutchins in a semi defensive role, but just trying to make her accountable. She's done it well so far. Ruby Schleicher, probably the best name in football. That's my, my new favourite. She's pulled up over the back from the kick out. Couldn't take the mark. Ball centre half forward for her side, the Sharks. Packed out of there by Livingston. Gets it into the glue pot in the centre of the ground. Now that is a throw. That is a volleyball serve. And it 
goes against the Sharks. And now Foster towards full forward. Sliding in. I think that might have been Alexander or perhaps King. Might be Privatelli. It is Privatelli who started forward in this turn. I haven't seen her at all today. She started back and now she's forward. So obviously trying to get her into the game. Tossed up at centre-half forward. Uh, two players from the Sharks collide, and the umpire surely forced the culprit. No, comes out. Davey trying to pull it her way through. Did enough. Now Brutton, hands wide, gets it to Benici, who takes off. Gets on the right boot. Low driving border. Garner at half forward. Garner goes inside, attacking 50 with the kick. Long ball, juggling the mark. She did take it. Madison Gay. It's been good. And she'll get a shot on goal. About 30 metres out on a slight angle. Money in the bank too. Like her kicking style. Well, we like Brie Davies' kicking style too until she kicked one backwards. <laughs> it, is, it is a bit hard in mouth though when you're, not, when you're kicking towards the line and, and you're in your back pocket. There's nothing worse, I reckon. Madison, be having a shot. Madison Gay comes in and just to the right-hand side. Minus score. Good contact. 139 the Sharks, 2315 the Devils. Six and a half gone, second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Well, Hutchins with a little bit of a sense of occasion, takes a bit of extra time to get the ball back from over the fence. <laughs> and she will bring it back into play. Just en enjoying the sunshine out there at the moment. It does normally go to herself, Hutchins, but in this, in this uh, instance goes to Sibley in the left back pocket, who can load it up and does. Very long ball into the Sharks zone, into the teeth of that zone. Matani Nesta couldn't take the mark. The Sharks then repel back into their forward pocket. It's not clear by Catherall. Chapman the hands up to Davey, who stabs a low ball at goal. And it's home. Absolute blast there from Bree Davey. Great hands from Sarah Chapman. Beautiful left-handed handball off the deck in these conditions. And it's all tied up. 2-3-15 apiece. We have played seven minutes. Second term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Oh, the much better kick from Bray Davey. Uh, <laughs> didn't go backwards, went straight through the pixies. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the sun's coming out. Hopefully it's going to dry out some of the lakes that have formed. <laughs> Maybe the smaller ones. Well, yeah. apparently it's not wet out there. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly it wasn't even wet to begin with, but uh, hopefully this can dry it out even further. <laughs> oh, good to see you fitting into the broadcast team well as the ball <laughs> is just bobbling around in the middle at the moment. The Sharks will go inside attacking 50. Long kick in the Bree Davy direction. Came off hands. Garner just fumbled the ball at the crucial moment. It's all wrapped up in defence for the Devils. We'll get a ball up. They had 40 out from goal. 2-3-15 apiece. Eight gone second term. Colwell got the tap to the deck for the Sharks. And all wrapped up. Slew Watton will get a secondary ball up. Inside attacking 50 for the Sharks. Locked up. Watton the tap. Goes back in to do her own clearance work. And we'll have a tertiary ball up. All those have been dragged in. Thought about it. The young man out there in green. And he decided to throw it up for a third time. Still 40 metres out from the Sharks' goal. One down to Smith, gets a handball clear. And hacking it off the ground back there. That might have been touching the back, it was Casey. She gets it clear. And then back underneath another pack. Bully Larms in there. Up wire circling. Peter Holden down line. Yeah, they're just giving a little bit of work on Newell Clark's uh, right hamstring there. Uh, she seems to be fine up and about, just probably a little bit of tightness there. Sharks one of the very few sides that actually have the massage table out there on the boundary line. 
and oh. pop on their payroll. Ball at centre-half forward. In fact, centre-half back for the Devils. they got a kick towards their own centre-half forward. Ball bouncing around. No one can claim it. Now comes out quickly to Alexander. Whacked boot to ball in hope. Bouncing ball, top of the goal square. Won't carry. And will hit the behind post on the outer side. I think Peter Holden needs a table for it. <laughs> Mate, there's no aroma of scented candles or anything down there. You know, it's... I'll tell you what, these are some of the biggest pads on goalposts I've ever seen. They've come a long way in football and it hit the middle of the pad. Looks like Chris Martin's pads. For those of you who put a bit of cricket there. You like a bit of cross-reference? <laughs> so we'll have another throw in. They've gained about 10 metres here. Eastern Devils, right forward pocket. Not as many players around this. It, it's almost as though at, uh, at quarter time, both coaches electing to free the game up a touch, and we've seen that to open the term. It's tossed in, it's one to the front by Watt, and hacked around the corner to the top of the goal square. Oh, slipping at the crucial stage. Unfortunately, there for her was Steph Webb, and the ball is knuckled through for one behind. She did enough in the end. It'll be a kick out for the Sharks. Benici to take it. Goes towards the outer half-back flag. Da dangerous kick. Hang on. Darcy <laughs> sends the handball backwards. Devils get a scrubby kick forward. They've still got it in their possession. Almost. Because getting back to the Sharks, and they've been able to hold it up here. This ball comes out of the back. Close to the boundary line. Mia Ray Clifford chasing after it. Just knocks it along the ground. Davey arrives for support. And it stays in play. And now the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Nothing worse than a throw-up 30 centimetres from the boundary line. <laughs> Good spot right behind the interchange bench where I can't see. Five metres. Talk about common sense. Jeez, those umpires, they're having an absolute blind of the day. Ball tossed up, and it's really now starting to be congested around the football. Left half forward for the Devils. Working overtime, Muller comes in to lend support. And it goes over the boundary line out of play. So now there's... Probably an extra two behind it for the Devils, so therefore an extra two behind it for the Sharks. As the game was freed up. Free kick here to the Devils, little ball inside. Umpire says you'll have to retake that one. Fiona steer it down there, who was slung and dumped in the first quarter, but no ill effects from that. She plays on, kicks to the top of the goal, square throw a blanket over 25 players, and standing in the middle of all that. The Sharks defenders, they'll look to clear. Easy mark to Kate Hall. Goes in the back pocket to Benici. That's gone backwards, Coxie. As to the outer side, she chips it very short to Tilly Lucas Rod. Trying to be really precise here, the Sharks, and now they're switching it. Yeah, and not the greatest of kick that went backwards. They've put it under pressure. Mia Ray Clifford arrives for support. She's got to bounce it. Puts the ball under her arm, goes for a run, then a kick towards the boundary line. She did not want to bounce <laughs> <laughs> and the Devils are under all sorts of pressure. Sharks get a kick out of the contest. Wide ball towards the boundary line, broadcast side. They keep it in play here, the Devils, but they're under pressure. Davey goes in hard. Can't extract the footy. Walsh hovering. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Centre wing, broadcast side. 2-4-16, the Devils. 2-3-15, the Sharks approaching the 13-minute mark of the second term. King, easy tap. Smith, oh, smothered unluckily from the stoppage. Chapman got one high. In danger. Danger. 
Hits a handball away to Brutton. Center wing. Bombs it along the outer side. Ball over the back of the pack. There was a really good fist in there from McGeck. Ball hits the base. Thrown out of there by Randall. Now she dives back in after it. In fact, that was Chloe Lahn on hands and knees. Ball still just on the attacking side of the wing for the Sharks. Free kick picked out. And it will go the way, go the way of the Sharks. Davey. It is Bree Davey on the bottom of that. Very slow to her feet there, but she has an attacking side of wing for the Sharks. Davey calls for options to come at her. Kicks it down along the boundary line. High ball. Sharks sitting underneath it. Mark taken. Right on the 50 metre line by Paterno. Goes inside attacking 50. Emma King on the last line of defence takes the mark for the Talk Devils. Wow. <laughs> Look at the leg. And the kick that. is beautiful towards the outer side. Went through the hands of Mira Clifford. Bailey following it up. Sends it back inside. Get towards attacking her 50. Come Emma on. King being the general in defence down there at the moment. Hairballs it to Hannah Scott. Just tries to take on everyone. Long ball, dangerous ball, sitting underneath it. Webb got knocked out of her hands. Steer it coming through. Dished off the handball quickly to Carroll. Under pressure, got the kick inside, attacking 50 for the Devils. Fell at the shins of her teammate inside 50. Privatelli applies the Shepherd because coming through was Alexander. Puts the ball top of the goal square, taking the mark. Jessica Foster directly in front, 25 out. Rucks the fortune. <laughs> but that's really been it. Whoever's rolled the dice seems to be to be getting those opportunities. Fast attacking football here at the moment. There's Jessica Foster. Best kick in the comp from this sort of range. <laughs> Directly in front. Oh, yeah, Foster. lucky. <laughs> Foster puts it through. 3-4-22 plays 2-3-15 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Felton <laughs> brings something back. Uh, I think, oh, God. All right, so I reckon that um, Emma King really had a big part in that, although she was working down the other end of the ground. Um, took a huge grab, nice long kick. It did get coughed back up, but then she marked it again because, uh, yeah, uh, Sharks made the mistake of kicking in her direction. And, I mean, she's already incredibly tall, and her arm... Oh, and now she just adds in, a, adds in a hit out for yeah, her troubles. Yeah, so. Wow. Had a rider out there. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much, for those of you at home, that's what it looks like at the moment. She is head and shoulders literally above the rest. But it is the Sharks <laughs> getting the extraction from the centre clearance. Maybe even in that category for the day. Just as well, guys, that the breeze has actually picked up a little bit down here at the ground. I reckon it's probably now worth a two-goal breeze. Bit of a chill in it, but certainly uh, will help the kicks going towards the left-hand side of the ground. Sharks, they work defensively here through guns. Oh, They're attacking the ball, though, and as you heard from Christy Williams, probably didn't get a clean disposal. The umpire saying we'll be pretty liberal with that today in these wet conditions. Muppets. Let's it go on, and there'll be a ball up, centre half forward for the Sharks, who trail by seven points. It's tossed up. Now Watton in the ruck. Goes defensively there to Hannah Scott, struck a couple of would-be tacklers, then kicks it a check side up towards half forward that's gone about 75 metres. The Sharks have sort of taken 50 great work. Coming out beautifully there was Laura Bailey, but only as far as Captain Smith on the wing. Smith, high ball towards centre half forward. 
King at the bottom of the pack. She's trying to dish the handball out. She's all wrapped up. The umpire hovering says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Peter hold of Peter hold the boundary side. Can we get the decibel reading on Hannah Scott just laying out Sarah Chapman in that last one? <laughs> right in front of you. Thud, uh, I think is the key word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Short and sharp from Peter Holden. Ball at centre half forward for the Devils. Just trying to extract the footy. Going in after it, Stephanie Carroll. Ball emerges, Mirai Clifford slung into the ground. Got the handball to Chapman, handball quickly to Bailey. Little toe poke kick, centre wing, broadcast side. Getting pushed underneath it there was Paterno. Handball in the direction there of Brutton. She goes to ground, Devils. Try to get a quick handball out of the contest. They do now, getting pushed off it though was Lamb. She got the handball away, now Watton. High kick towards the half forward flank, broadcast side. Davey in front. Got a little nudge in the back. And she'll get a free kick, half-back flank, broadcast side. That's what we refer to in the business as a marquee free kick. <laughs> Davy, back flank. Not a great kick. She seems to be kicking around the corner. Very soccer-like. Ball goes out of bounds over the line. Centre wing in front of Peter Holt. One interesting thing to note as well, you can tell the AFLW players, because they've all got the flashy fluoro boots where you can tell you can tell those who haven't made it have got the dodgy white boots that they've had to buy from Kmart for 20 bucks or something like that. We had a fluoro out there, maybe maybe that's the club. You've got to uh, you've got to play in the AFL to get the fluoro boots. But I, I don't mind it actually. It's, it helps out the commentators, but it's not a good look when you spray one out of bounds on the pool. Sarah Darcy's at half forward. She barrels one towards goal, and that has hit the goal umpire and knocked the hat off. A minor score. Pretty no, excellent. We get one back on the umpires. <laughs> oh, not the goal umpires. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't really hate victims and all this. Peter Holden, security for the goal umpires, will come up and give you one in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, he was doing their job yesterday as the ball goes towards the back pocket out of side. Greatest Western Region Free League goal umpire of all time, according to one person. <laughs> There's Tilly like a rod, got the ball knocked out of our hands. Two if I look in the mirror. <laughs> Oh dear, now there's a conversation going on between yeah, the umpires. Free kick against Tilly Lucas Rod for not handing it back to the boundary umpire. That's what it was for. So he just threw it onto the ground. He said, sorry, can't do that. Sophie Casey goes towards Beck Privatelli who takes the mark. 15 out from goal directly in front. I don't think I've ever... She's really talented, really hasn't quite made the most of it. talent, you'd say thus far, but I don't think I've ever really seen her play forward. I've only seen her play back and in the midfield, but so far so good. As Privatelli comes in, right foot kick off the boots, good kick. straight through the middle for the Devils. Kick the rocker forward. <laughs> they've got a nice little buffer as we're about 15 seconds away from half-time. 4-5-29 plays 2-3-15 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Yeah, it's been interesting to see um, how the two teams are going to score. Obviously, Eastern Devils missing Sarah Perkins and Sharks missing Moana Hope. So it's been, been good so far in terms of scoring when you're mi- missing two kind of those household names for goal Absolutely. Kicking. And it being 20-minute quarters and the conditions are there. Yeah, the exactly. For half-time. And at half-time, it is the Devils, 4-5-29, leading the Sharks, 2-3-15. So a 14-point lead to the Devils. And they're, they're probably worth that 14-point lead, I, I would have said over there in the special comments. Chairs, they, they the game opened up, and it seemed to suit them in the second quarter. Yeah, definitely. I think they made the most of it, um, and they... Especially, I think from the first bounce, first throw up, <laughs> they had it more on their terms. I thought St Kilda were going to come back for a little bit at the start, but yeah, Devils got it back. 
um, and played convincingly. So we'll go through the goal kickers. We'll get a word from Christy and then we'll get to the half-time kickers. Boxing the goal kickers. Yeah, the first half. Two to Sophie Casey, the only multiple goal kicker on the ground. Vic Privatelli with that late one for the Devils. And Jess Foster has one as well for the St Kilda Sharks. Bree Davey with one. And Georgia Harris sees the score. 4-5-29 to 2-3-15. Stats from the first half, Christy Williams. She's really lifted Brie Davey, as you probably would have heard over the commentary. Her name mentioned a lot a lot more in that quarter, and she's now up to um, 10 touches. And I think she only had two in the first quarter, so she's really lifted and done, as, um, as we're talking talking about as well, really put some good defensive pressure on, and Catherine Smith, still the leading possession getter with 12. And a quick thought from the first half, Peter Holden, who was roving the boundary. Yeah, I just wanted to make mention as well, um, with, with, with Beck Privatelli, um, uh, she used to be a full forward at Darabin, um, that was about uh, 2014, she was full forward there, and when they lost a couple of players that were injured or retired in 2015, she went down to the back line for Darabin and became a full back, so swing woman went from full forward to full back, came here as a centre half back to the Eastern Devils last year and obviously now they're trying her up forward and as you said, kicks like a forward, very capable of that, has a track record at junior level of being a forward. Half time here at Mulgrave Reserve, it is the Devils 4-5-29, the St Kilda Sharks 2-3-15 on the other side of this, the second half of the round one VFL women's match of the day. One of them is where I shake my head to get my hair out of my eyes. There's another one where I sort of do like a little squeaking in my throat. Tourette's syndrome is a neurological disorder that affects thousands of Australians. It is characterised by involuntary movements and vocal noises called tics. We can't help it and we're just like you in every other way. So visit Tourette.org.au Children drown in portable pools every year in Australia. Others are hospitalised because of non-fatal drowning incidents. Young children can easily topple in and drowning is silent and happens quickly. Royal Life Saving and Consumer Affairs Agencies across Australia are reminding people to take important safety steps like active supervision of kids in and around portable pools. The question is, can you make it safe? For more information and simple safety tips, visit royallifesaving.com.au forward slash make it safe. Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. Cartridges for Planet Art just had its biggest year ever. On average, 13,500 printer cartridges were collected every working day. And they were all turned into useful things like pens, garden even road surfaces. So thanks to everyone who recycled from home, work or school. To make the coming year even bigger, check out cartridges.planetart.org. Our children are so precious and the next generation of farmers. Make a safe play area where the fence and gates are secure. With supervision, you'll reduce the chance of kids being injured or worse. Visit farmsafe.org.au Every day, in many ways, the Royal Flying Doctor Service takes the finest care to Australia's furthest corners so that all Australians can enjoy the best of health. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has been taking care of Australians for over 80 years. But we still need your help to continue providing emergency rescue and essential health care to remote and rural communities. Make a donation or become a supporter and help keep the flying doctor flying. You're okay. Just did it because he likes you. Don't try like a girl, mate. Violence against women starts with disrespect. The excuses we make allow it to grow. 
Violence against women. Let's stop it at the start. No matter what your age, most of us played sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids. And the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars, and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. I've been a lifeline volunteer for five years now. I became one after I came out the other side of a rough patch. I thought, well, people helped me and now things are good. So it's time to give something back. Thing is, with the training and skills that we get... It's really helped me in my own life with work and relationships. And I've made some great friends. I guess helping other people is... A great way to help yourself. Become a lifeline volunteer and make a difference to people's lives, including yours. Call now or visit our website. Do you know someone with macular degeneration or glaucoma who's finding it hard to get around because of vision loss? They may have recently had a fall or you've noticed they're no longer able to find their way around safely. If you do, you should contact Guide Dogs. They help people just like this to stay safe and active. And it's a free service. To find out how Guide Dogs assists people with impaired vision to stay safe and independent, call 1800 804 805. That's 1800 804 805. Have you ever dreamed of quad biking in the wilderness of the Northern Territory? Or becoming a greaser on a 100-year-old steam tug? Personally, I rather fancy a bit of frog spotting myself. The point is, whatever you choose, volunteering is about being involved, getting things done, and making a difference. Participate, activate, and create. Volunteer today. Visit www.govolunteer.com.au. Good afternoon. Hi. Just the bread and milk, thanks. That's 550, thank you. And can I have something to put those in that will injure our marine life, clog our drains and landfill, adding to over 6 billion other plastic bags used every year that aren't recycled, meaning most end up as rubbish? Uh, may I recommend you pick up one of our environmentally friendly reusable bags? It's time to think about what you're really asking for. Say no to plastic bags. For more information, visit cleanup.com.au. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Half time here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. It is the Eastern Devils 4-5-29 to the St Kilda Sharks 2-3-15. Good to see that the sun's come out. Back shining here at Mulgrave Reserve this afternoon. There's uh, to, uh, Peter Holden who's been uh, roving the boundary for us this afternoon. Different role for you, Pete. Well, yeah, it's being outside, really. Uh, there's a different role for stuff altogether. Um, no, um, I, can t- I can tell you as well, the sun's come out, which is absolutely nice, but there's a very stiff chill in the breeze. The Sharks will have advantage of now a three-goal breeze to the left-hand side. I'm not sure we can pick it up through the microphone, but the wee- breeze has certainly picked up uh, here. Good as well to see the crowd sticking around. I, mean, I reckon earlier, crowd was maybe 400. I think a few might have left, but I reckon we're talking about a good 300-odd people here watching this game between the Devils and the Sharks, and they're going to be in for a close finish. There's a fair few people inside as, as well there, Pete. 
So it's, it's a good place to be, Mulgrave Reserve. And, including the cake store, which I yep. believe you've all just raided. Yep. Yep. So, uh, emptied out, cleaned out. Always a, a talking point in the uh, the commentary team. We uh, dad dad bought us six cakes, so thanks to that, mate. Being called dad's great here. This is this this is shocking. Well, by the way, I can't give you any around the ground scores because the only the one other game, but Stony Creek Seaford, they start at 3 p.m. this afternoon. So not too far away from getting that match underway. Four minutes away from getting that match according to my clock. Uh, what has to happen in the second half? I'll throw across to you, Christy Williams. Yeah, I guess on, it, on the St Kilda side, they, they really have to get their prime movers. They have to get their hands on the ball a bit more. Bit Benici um, has only had six touches. It always works hard. Probably the best gut runner in the country, Bit Benici. However, we want she's a really classy user as well. We really need to see the ball in her hands and Brighton um, to Lucas Rod. We, they've only kind of so Brighton's had eight, Tilly Lucas Rod's had five. They we, they need to get their hands on the ball because they look really dangerous going forward when they're in the forward line. But they just aren't getting it in there often enough. And, I mean, for people like um, Sarah Darcy, Hannah Scott, Catherine Smith, Emma King have all got their hands on the ball and um, look, as, looked really dangerous, and that's what we can see on the scoreboard. So on the St Kilda side, they really they need to get their best players kicking the ball. But quarters in that first half finished with late Devils goals which sees them with this buffer apart from that no side's really taking this game by the scruff of the neck no not really and it's kind of been yeah like as you said Devils have had the momentum kind of going into the breaks so I mean maybe they're used to playing 25 minute quarters (laughs) every time before the siren goes they're ready to take it but um, they haven't quite been able to do that so if they fire up early they might be able to well we heard Sean Smith talk about last year that probably and they had a really horrendous exit from the finals and they got thumped by well it was over 100 points I think yeah, in the end in the running water in that <laughs> <laughs> and um, he mentioned when we were talking to him pre-game about the fitness and how they kind of. I, mean, I wonder if that, if that has and it's a, it's not a good way to start the footy season and be heavy, he- heavy, hard on the legs, hard on the calves and things like that. So I'll be interested to know if that's I mean, perhaps a, a factor. Some of the players that we've mentioned throughout the call that have been very prominent, Catherine Smith has been very impressive, seems to have gone a step ahead again for the for the Eastern Devils, being one of their good players, and Anna Scott down in defence, doing what she does best, but her, her decision-making, her skills, they seem to have gotten better as well. I mean, we all know she's my favourite player, but um, I think she out of anyone I can think of has reaped the benefits of that not just talking about AFL women's but playing for the for the Bulldogs um, I remember I think it must have been two years ago three years ago when she got called in Maddie Collier hurt her ankle and they called Hannah Scott in and Hannah Scott was probably one of the one of the top three best on the ground and that's she showed what she can do and she's just out of anyone I mean clearly she's she's lost a bit of weight she looks really really strong but you can just see how much it's added to her game that she now is just using it really well. She's not just a bull at a gate kind of shut down defender. She's a genuine, genuine star. And, that, and that's where the improvements come from. She's always been a thumping kick, been yep. a great kick of the footy, but it's yep. been a hoping kick most of the time, a yep. long kick out of defence. Now it just seems like she's got that extra two or three seconds to make a decision, yep. doesn't it, Pete? 
Indeed she does, and it'll be interesting to see what players will be alongside her uh, come the 2018 AFLW season when she's at the Bulldogs, if they'll get someone deeper in defence to free her more off the ground because it's great when she's on the rebound. When she attacks, she can be very damaging. And I think I know the ideal player that might go to the Bulldogs. Um, we're going to be entering trade period. I reckon Penny Kula-Reed from Collingwood to the Bulldogs because Kula-Reed didn't get much of a chance at the Pies. She was in and out, in and out of selection all throughout the season. I think she maybe got three games under her belt and she's that quality, classy player that you think, right, if Kula-Reed goes to the Bulldogs, she will stay at the last line of defence allowing Scott to push up the ground a bit more. And hopefully they can learn how to kick stroke. Yes. <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> on, the, on the other side of the fence, the Sharks today, very consistent, I think, but not overly great. I look at the like of Davy. She's had a lot of the ball, been in a lot of contests. But her efficiency hasn't... hasn't there's been damaged. nothing... No, yeah. there's nothing awe-inspiring. And I think that's what they need. They just need a little bit of a, a, a kick-start to start this third term, just to get them back into the game. I reckon if the Devils get a, a goal to start this term, it could just be about all over Red Rover. Yeah, and we... Like we say every week, talking about the bottom players needing to lift, and that's been the difference today, I think. Davey, Benici, etc. haven't got as much of the ball in their hands, and that's left left it to the kind of the lesser players and they at the moment aren't producing that consistency that we're talking about so they need the leaders to stand up to drag those lesser players with them as you mentioned uh, just back down to the boundary line Pete clean bill of health for both sides at this stage yeah, both are, which is uh, completely different to yesterday where it was, uh, you know, just casualties left, right and centre for both sides. Of course, that big one of yesterday, as we said, was Sarah Hammond uh, with that knee injury and uh, Hannah Ibrahim being taken away from the ground uh, before the final siren. So uh, I, it, it, it's, I guess, a bit surprising in a way, considering the conditions. Obviously, we don't hope that it will happen, but uh, you wouldn't we be surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to emphasize, is that you, you, you'd expect a rolled ankle or something like that in these slippery conditions, maybe a hamstring because someone's slips, but uh, surprisingly clean bill of health for both sides. As the Eastern Devils make their way into position, and the Sharks just about to get just getting their final instructions in a huddle. The Devils, 4-5-29, the Sharks 2-3-15 as they now sprint into their positions here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, whilst we've got a little bit of a break, where are we next week Pete? Next week we're on air on Saturday, 12pm, 1pm, bounce down at Ocean Grove, the new Shell Road Reserve to see Geelong Cats uh, take on the Seaford Tigerettes. And then next Sunday, 1pm on air, 2pm, bounce down, St Kilda Sharks v Melbourne Uni at the Peanut Farm. Hopefully it's going to be a, a warm day down there. The heater. Yeah, at the uh, Peanut Farm Reserve as the wind does pick up, claims a couple of cakes on the broadcast desk. <laughs> 4-5-29, the Eastern Devils, the Sharks, 2-3-15, about to get the second half underway here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Back underway in the middle, Watton the tap to the deck. Devils just trying to bustle it out of the contest. Davy again got the handball to Chapman, took a while to pick it up in the mud, got a little toe pro kick back in the direction of Davy. High ball inside, attacking 50 for the St Kilda Sharks. Ball comes to the deck. Garner chasing after it, got stripped of the footy umpire called play on. Now there's a scoop here against the Devils, and a free kick will go the way of the Sharks. And it will be Garner to take it. Just outside attacking 50. Kick inside. Searching for the target there in Catterall. 
comes off hands. The Devils just get a scrubby kick off the ground. And there was Foster. And the umpire circling says, give it to me. I will ball it up forward pocket out of sight for the Eastern Devils. They lead 4-5-29. The Sharks 2-3-15. Early stages, third term. And on girlsplayfooty.com radio. The ball went up and down and then it bounced. Now Terry Lucas Rod gets it clear. Garner on the left. Up and down to the hot spot. Scott fists it defensively towards Hutchins. Probably heard a voice or saw a full boot, depending on <laughs> your vision capabilities. Goes very wide to Emma King, another one of those wearing the full boots. AFL listed. Great work there from Colwell. Managed to just get it clear. He's Brown, been impressed. Little slap inside. Just didn't quite come off. It was great thinking. It was very, uh, very Geelong in their uh, golden era like and Hawthorne where they do those little taps and in and out trying to show some chemistry but a bounce at half forward for the Sharks back underway Watton got a fingertip to it Devils coming through just trying to paddle it on the ground Randall just sock it off the ground it was in danger according to the umpire and so a free kick will go the way of Garner it Marker is. from here too. Yeah, 45 degree angle. Ball not in the market, 40 out. Place your bets, ladies. No, I actually, I actually won a fair bit of money on her when she kicked the first goal in the first game, so I'm pretty happy to back her. <laughs> <laughs> True story. You had to take it that one step. You were just talking about the back pocket. Love it. Garner comes in. Right foot kick on its way. Oh. And it is beautiful. Straight over the top. Of the goal umpires have the Sharks move to 3-3-21. The Eastern Devils 4-5-29 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Much better start um, from the Sharks this quarter. I think hopefully that, hopefully that kick, kick can kick start them um, <laughs> into some form. Like I was looking at um, Bonici before the game. And in her best game she had um, her best game for the Pies against Jitterberg. She had 18 disposals and 5 tackles and I was really hoping she would kind of have that sort of impact again. I haven't really seen it yet but hopefully she can still do it. Hacked out of the centre of the ground here for the Devils. They look to go forward although it's a 2 on 1 over there. It looks like both sides employing the extra at the start of this second, uh, second half. And the extra for the Sharks is I think it might even be Benici. So the ball will be bounced at half forward, left for the Devils, right in front of the digital scoreboard that shows them leading by eight points. Watton bends down and picks it up, tries to hack it forward, pinball. Out the back is TLR, she kicks wide for the Sharks, Tilly Lucas Rod. Over the back, Garner, all fell over at the crucial stage. Oh, a little handball inside there from Foster, wasn't a good one for the Devils. Ball on centre wing, working its way back towards the mud, edge of the square. Umpire calls for it and we'll throw it up centre wing out of side. Eight point lead to the Devils. Watton the tap to the deck. Tilly Lucas Rod hovering. Watton fired the handball out. Davey could steer it under all sorts of pressure and we'll get another ball up. Centre wing out of side. Four gone. Third term here on girlsplayfreddy.com radio. Umpire puts the ball back into the air. Tap goes the way of the Sharks. Davey just trying to get her way through the pack. Might have been held and was. Well, marquee free kick. <laughs> free kick. Throw the hands out. <laughs> to the way of Davey. I pull her. She's holding me. Yeah, you can have one. All right, fair enough. Goes inside attacking 50 with the kick. Walsh just tried to fist it forward. Hutchins goes in after the footy for the Devils. Oh, just Hutch doesn't get marquee free kicks, apparently. Goes off the ground. It's all wrapped up. Top of the goal square for the Sharks. Chapman now tries to... 
get away around traffic, has to handball backwards to Colwell, Colwell grubber off the ground, into the hands here of Hoare, Hoare a high kick, top of the goal, still air came off hands, they're hovering around the, the Sharks, that was Patton, sees the ball over the boundary line and out of play. Do you reckon the fluoro of the marquee and the AFLW players boots is something to do with the fluoro of the umpires? <laughs> no, trying to match it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting free kicks, wearing fluoro boots. Hey, as they say, elite sports people are very, very switched on, very smart. They'll take any little inch they can get. Maybe that's it. Quick kick out of the pack. He's rushed through for one behind, so back to a seven-point deficit. It is 4-5-29. Sharks getting that one behind, 3-4-22. The kick in for Hannah Scott loads it up very close to the 15-yard square. She gets it wide. Working in close there was, was uh, might have been Casey over there. Couldn't get it clear. Now, a little handball inside here for the Sharks. Bailey dropped the ball. She could have received. She's at half four. Davy breaks away. Handball to Chapman. She tries to get onto the right peg. Shovels a handball out. Tilly Lucas Rod trying to hit a target. But only as far as that might be McGeck down there. And she'll switch it out wide. Open kick here for the Devils. They got two. And they sprawled each other. Ball getting pushed towards the boundary line. Broadcast side. Sharks able to get the turnover. Patton goes to ground. Umpire calls play on. The handball backwards. Will end up in the hands here of Cattle. High ball. Top of the goal square for the Sharks. Underneath it. Brutton. Walsh there in support as well. Dished off the handball. Kick smothered by the Devils. Under all sorts of pressure in defence. They finally get a kick out thanks to Livingston. But it's going to go straight down the throat of Brutton. Sends the ball back towards the goal square. Garner can't get to it. Ball over the boundary line and out of play. Smothering in football has improved unbelievably. And the I girls are no exception. I love seeing Jazzy Garner playing out of the goal square. She looks so dangerous up there. Just needs to grab one. She had a couple of bites of the cherry there. Toss back in. 25 out from the Sharks goal. Clearing kick for the Devils. Darcy to punch away. She's playing at centre-half forward, but now she's working at centre-half back for her side as they can't clear. Bailey on the right boot, driving footy. Oh, Catter at the back through her hands. Hannah Scott back to Wentz it came. Out very, very wide in search of Sarah McNamara. she probably want the line and finds up. Oh, says, yes, Sarah, you did want the line. <laughs> so deliberate. Well, Free kick to the Sharks out of side. That's the only problem with the crowd here today, I think. They're not yelling deliberate as much as they should. I didn't hear a peep. No sense of the rule. I know. Sharks have it on the half-forward flank. They go with a wide one off the boot. Another smother. They've smothered well today, the Devils. Do we have a stat for smothering? I certainly don't take smothering stats. <laughs> one percenters. You'll be sitting there all day. One percenter tapped it. One percenter punched it. One percenter smothered it. In the wet, there's always a million one percenters. Boundary throw in. Garner and Watton going at it. Garner got the tap down. Sharks trying to move it forward all. Flying through the contest there was Brown. Devils get a kick out of defence. <laughs> One bounce over the boundary line. Umpire um, says throw it in. Between centre wing and half forward out of side. It is the Devils 4-5-29. The Sharks 3-4-22. Eight gone third term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. I really appreciate the delay with the field umpire as well. Just about two, three seconds. Everyone focuses right in on them and then they go bang, deliberate. <laughs> Great sense of occasion. Ball tossed back in. Lots around this. I think both sides are sort of happy to have a bit of a stalemate for the next five minutes. And as it comes up to the wing, Benici shovels it out the back. She threw it. Umpire saw it. So it's a free kick to the Devils. Centre wing. 
and loading it up towards centre-half forward. Not a great kick. Coming out and claiming the football down there was Jess Foster. Got a scrubby old handball away. Now it's turned over. Benici for the Sharks. Around the corner. Brutton. Couldn't quite take the mark. Line pending. And it goes over and out of bounds. Just on the attacking side of wing for the Sharks. They trail by seven points. We've played nine minutes in the third term. And Sarah Darcy coming to the bench down there, Pete. Uh, yeah, and now she's just coming off. Doesn't look injured at all, so uh, she's fine. Just getting a much-needed rest. And uh, one of the bigger players coming back on the ground for the Devils. At the uh, end of the ground, into and uh, the breeze really blowing right into the teeth of the goal. So if the Sharks can't put on at least three goals in this quarter, I feel they would have wasted their chances because you can imagine the Devils will easily put on two or three, particularly with the home crowd behind them and this breeze in the final term. Sharks have a free kick just outside attacking 50. I'll go wide to Benici. It's very pretty football though, isn't it? It's very hit up if they made a kick. Not really fit for the conditions. And again, they just chip it short. Telly Lucas right. In fact, they went backwards about five metres with that kick. Tilly Lucas Rod now goes inside attacking 50 looking for Garner had about five to beat ball came to ground scooped out of the contest umpire calls play on in the hands of Scott kicks it down along the boundary line went through the hands of Benici Button at the back gave the handball to Tilly Lucas Rod wobbly kick inside attacking 50 hits up Stephanie Carroll in defence for the Eastern Devils she searches for options Long ball, right foot kick towards centre-half back and picks out a teammate there in Tani Nesta. So Nesta, left half back, loads it up, kicks to the wing. Could have come off the hands of the player on the mark. Lovely mark, Emma King. Didn't stretch yet for that one, just on the chest and then wheeled around with absolute class inside 50. And on the lead is Jet Foster. Maybe too far at the score, wants to go quickly. Oh, not a great ball. Into the forward pocket. Tackle laid by Benici. The Sharks now working up over time in defence. Gay kicks outside defensive 50. Brutton on the bounce. Short ball. Garner goes quickly and rolls. Kicks up towards half forward. End to end stuff. Right on by Sibley. Full chested. Got it down to Hutchins who feigns inside, outside. And then kicks towards the line and turns it over. We've got a player down. We'll get to Peter Holden in a moment. But in the meantime, Tilly Lucas Rod by hand. To Benici, by hand, back to Bailey, by hand. Over the top to Davey, they're not really going anywhere. Around in circles, back to T.O.R., Tilly Lucas-Rod. She goes on the right, into the forward pocket, well, the flank, really. They've gone nowhere here, the Sharks. Ten possessions for ten metres. And Smith, happy to lock it up, umpire circles. Now the handball comes out from Scott. That's gone towards the line. Tilly Lucas-Rod to Davey from 50. Just bangs it towards space. Over the back of the pack. Should be knocked through. In fact, it's gone over the line now to play. We'll have a throw in next to the behind post. Right forward pocket. Sharks in attack. Peter Holden, injury moments ago. Looks uh, to be up and okay, though. Yeah, yeah. It was simply they copped a bit of a stinger, but she got up, signaled to the bench that she's playing straight back onto the job. Peter Holden roving the boundary for us this afternoon on girlsplayfooty.com radio. The throw in at the back of the pack. Garner trying to dish the handball off. Devils in defence. Cut it off. Scrappy football inside attacking 50 for the Sharks. Randall under pressure. Got the handball away just in time. A grubby kick into the middle on top of the cricket pitch. Kill the read coming through. Couldn't take clean possession of it. Umpire waves the arms. Calls play on. Scrubby kick again from the Sharks. And there will be a free kick. It will go the way of St Kilda. Ruby Schleicher's been good. Liked her game. Liked her game. Schleicher. Winds up. Big kick inside attacking 50. Davey 
beat two, had a kick on goal, and, and it's gone through. How on earth did that happen? Bree Davy has two, margin one point, 12 and a half gone, third term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Good luck ever stopping Bree Davy. <laughs> Goodness me, that's incredible strength. She is Dustin Martin like. Mm. For those of you at home, she loves the do- she loves the don't argue with Tavy, and I certainly wouldn't argue with her. Yeah. <laughs> she's like she's like Dustin Martin, but she's actually Dustin Martin's size like. She's probably taller than Dustin Martin. I don't know how tall he is, but she's big. Obviously, she was a goalkeeper. Uh, for the Matildas, and you can't be anything under six foot if you want to be able to touch the crossbar. I read somewhere that she was 175 or something, which is the same height well, as me. Bigger than and that. I was like, oh, I should be doing probably more then. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure of height. Yeah. I mean, I'm 196, I should be doing a lot more. I'm taller than Paddy McCartney. There you go. Now, the ball's been hacked forward here for the Devils. They lead by a point, but they just haven't really had any quality ball inside 50 towards the Waverley Park end of this ground. Of course, they will get the agency of the breeze that Peter Holden has talked to us about in the final term, currently kicking against it as it's tossed back up. And again, the Sharks look to clear. Tilly Lucas Rod runs defensively and then kicks out wide and it's a good ball. Although dropping a mark she probably should have taken out, taken out there was Alison Brown. Now it's turned over. The Devils up towards centre half forward. Big pack around this. Hits the deck. Chance with a little handball forward there from Casey. She got it inside 50. King cop one in the chops. She just shakes it off and keeps on going. Sibley's there. Brutton for the Sharks on her left boot. Out wide. Forcing her... I think it might be Bailey there to run after it. In fact, that oh. no, was four. She runs in board. Back to Brutton. Little ball over the top. And a mark or possibly a free kick against Muller. Umpire said play on. It was fair in the contest. Good effort there to bounce up, though, from from Banara. And there'll be a bounce centre wing right in front of our commentary position on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And, guys, it was great to see with that pre Davy goal. They finally put it but the Sharks for the previous five minutes they were attacking, attacking, attacking but they were getting caught wide out towards the creek side of the ground they weren't acknowledging the leads of Catterall who were dangerous at the hot spot 30 out as they go into attack again the Sharks through Benici came out the back Walsh running onto it got knocked off the footy Arriving for support now, Garner, Walsh able to extract it, looping handball over the top for the Sharks, shot or kick smothered there from Brown on the deck, Devils able to repel, clearing kick out of defence, it's into vacant space. Got more kills that one, bang! Race was on, Scott got there first, trying to get around Colwell, handball over the top, King in support, goes to ground, Scott follows it up, wax boot to ball, it's a high one in the direction out there of Alexander, close to the boundary line, out of side, half forward flank for the Devils, little toe poke kick inside attacking, 50, oh, Brutton okay, goes man. to deck, handball there the way of Foster, Foster has a yeah, shot yeah. on goal, it will bounce oh. across the face oh, and in the three. end be rushed through by Clark, minus score, 4 6 30, plays 4 4 28, 16 gone, third term here on girlsplayfooty.com. So Gilda looking super confident now. I think, mm. oh, I can't remember who it was, but they tried to have a cheeky snap at goal, which got completely smothered. But it's good to see that they're playing with confidence and they, you know, think that they can do that sort of thing. And Alison Brown it was. There's a name to watch wearing the 72. I think the last person to wear 72 in a jumper like this would have been probably Just Kaczynski when he was playing for Sandringham. It's a big number, but she can play footy. Only young. And it's gone out to the wing Ooh. now and a throw. Rough. We'll go against the Sharks, the umpires again I reckon they're tracking it about 99% today, they've been terrific in the conditions, long ball from Hannah Scott, 
I reckon if she was a, uh, a caller to Kudabeen's Radio on the ABC, her name would be Hannah from Helen. She's played like it today. <laughs> All out wide, and we'll have a bounce half forward. Devils in attack, but they can't seem to get the ball with any cleanliness from anywhere near 65 out. Actually, you know where they recruited Hannah from? They yeah. actually recruited her from Helen. That's the It was relative. <laughs> <laughs> Back underway on the outer side, three left in the third term. And we should get a, another ball up. Umpire hovering finally blows the whistle. Between centre wing and half forward, outer side for the Devils, leading by two points. Bathed in sunshine, Coxie, you called it. As Smith or oh, Tilly Lucas, Rod Stoller kicks it along the boundary line. Too hot for Benici. Goes out the back of the pack. The handball there was smothered by Gay. The ball over the boundary line and out of play. Centre wing out of side here at Mulgrave Reserve. And I'll tell you what, I do wish we were about 10 metres further <laughs> in front where we are. It's just starting to get a little bit cold in the commentary position. Ball tossed back in. And hacked around the corner now. I think that might have been Mirai Clifford down there. Gets it towards half forward. The Devils do have the numbers back there. Hutchins waits out the back. The ball doesn't come out of that pack though. Now it does. Players weren't really aware of it. Hannah Scott comes through. Claimed by Garner, but only had it by the jumper. Got a handball away. Garner hacks one forward. Bouncing footy. Little handball over the head. It was a good one. <laughs> Stop it. It came from, I think it might have been Amanda Walsh down there. And then a flying shot at goal. Did that come from Bailey or was that Steph Webb down there? I think it was Bailey. It was Bailey. So she's obviously moved forward. So just the one behind. And it's back to a one-point deficit for the Sharks. They're doing it by points at the moment. It is 4-6 playing 4-5. They've had the opportunity in this term, the Sharks. Hutchins comes towards the broadcast side. Sitting underneath it was Hall. Couldn't take the mark. Ball push towards the boundary line and eventually it goes out of play. We'll throw it in half forward flank broadcast side for the Sharks with about a minute left on the clock in the third term. She's got this sense that Amanda Walsh is a bit of a match winner here for the Sharks. This is generally her go right about now. Small forward. And there'll be a free kick. Which way is it going to go for the block? Oh, it's against Colwell and it will go the way of King. I love when the umpire takes 10 minutes to explain a ruck free kick and everyone's like, we might learn something here because no one really knows what's going on. And a 25, yeah. lip against Walsh. I knew she'd make an impact. <laughs> and they, uh, we're actually so playing 50, on there. 50, isn't it, in the VFL? That's a big 50 too. That's a 62 and a half. That's, a tape measure out, Pete, down that's, there. that's 75. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and King kicks at 70. <laughs> she does inside attacking 50, and they've found a target here. And again, third quarter in the row, Devils are going to have a shot on goal just prior to the siren. Privatelli again. Yeah, she did it <laughs> in the second term, and she'll do it again in the third. Big She's got a lot of Harry Taylor about her. Big Privatelli. She sort of has very similar mannerisms. Mm. Beck Privatelli comes in, right foot kick on its way, oh it's no. well to the left and on the siren, doesn't make the distance, no score. 4-6-30, the Eastern Devils, 4-5-29, the St Kilda Sharks, they had opportunities in that term, but just couldn't impact the scoreboard. Oh, certainly had plenty of opportunities, I mean, looking at the possession map, it's pretty much all that solely in that half of the ground there, and even that quarter, that kind of right hand, right hand quarter there, and look as Peter said they really needed to make the most of those opportunities because they're going to be really up against it in the last quarter 
Yeah, no, St Kilda really made the most of having the breeze um, back within a point now. So it'll be interesting to see um, if the Devils have the same advantage kicking with the wind or if they um, let the St Kilda Sharks get on a roll and come over the top of them. Goal kickers at three-quarter time. Sophie Casey has two for the Eastern Devils. Beck Privatelli with that one just prior to half-time. And Jess Foster for the St Kilda Sharks. Bree Davey with two. Georgia Harris with one. And Madison Gay with one as well. Sees the score. 4-6-30. The Eastern Devils 4-5-29. The St Kilda Sharks. We're set for a thriller in the final term. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Most of us played sport when we were young, and there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport, and that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids, and the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars, and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. I've been a lifeline volunteer for five years now. I became one after I came out the other side of a rough patch. I thought, well, people helped me and now things are good. So it's time to give something back. Thing is, with the training and skills that we get... It's really helped me in my own life with work and relationships. And I've made some great friends. I guess helping other people is... A great way to help yourself. Become a lifeline volunteer and make a difference to people's lives, including yours. Call now or visit our website. Do you know someone with macular degeneration or glaucoma who's finding it hard to get around because of vision loss? They may have recently had a fall, or you've noticed they're no longer able to find their way around safely. If you do, you should contact Guide Dogs. They help people just like this to stay safe and active. And it's a free service. To find out how Guide Dogs assists people with impaired vision to stay safe and independent, call 1800 804 805. That's 1800 804 805. Have you ever dreamed of quad biking in the wilderness of the Northern Territory? Or becoming a greaser on a 100-year-old steam tug? Personally, I rather fancy a bit of frog spotting myself. The point is, whatever you choose, volunteering is about being involved, getting things done, and making a difference. Participate, activate, and create. Volunteer today. Visit www.govolunteer.com. Good afternoon. Hi. Just the bread and milk, thanks. That's $5.50, thank you. And can I have something to put those in that will injure our marine life, clog our drains and landfill, adding to over 6 billion other plastic bags used every year that aren't recycled, meaning most end up as rubbish? Uh, may I recommend you pick up one of our environmentally friendly reusable bags? It's time to think about what you're really asking for. Say no to plastic bags. For more information, visit cleanup.com.au. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Three-quarter time here at Mulgrave Reserve. Sees the Eastern Devils 4-6-30, the St Kilda Sharks 4-5-29. One quarter left in round one VFL women's action. 
here this afternoon. We've got Dan Hill, who I think headed out down to the Eastern Devils huddle. Pete Alden from the Sharks. Both coaches just giving their final instructions. We'll head out to the guys in just a few moments' time. But uh, final thoughts heading in to this final term from the two ladies standing beside me. So in, in just a, a quick stats uh, update. Bree Davey, the leading possession getter on the ground after only having three in the first quarter. She's now up to 18 for the game. Um, and the next best, Jenna Brock. <sighs> I'm going to say Bruton every time now. Bruton? Bruton, yep. Jenna Bruton with 15 and Hannah Scott. Big quarter from Hannah Scott. It's up to 15 touches now as well. And unfortunately, Catherine Smith's um, appeared to exit the appeared to have exited the arena. She, hasn't had, she didn't have a touch that quarter. Only had one in the second. So looking forward to, to seeing what uh, Sarah Darcy actually can do in this last quarter. This is made for, for her and for her and Perko. It's a shame Perko's not here. But um, we it's just a fantastic kind of... Uh, momentum gatherer those two players were and I'm looking forward to see if Sarah Darcy can take it by the take it by the scruff of the neck yeah I think um, Devils have really got to use the wind which is extremely yep. cold um, so they've got to push through use the wind um, to their advantage make it something good and um, yeah kind of find find the kind of fight that they had during the first and um, mm. like particularly the first and the second quarter um, so they can yeah they've only got a one point lead so you can you can't really call it a lead, they don't. Emma, but, um, King's, Emma King's influence could yeah. be a very, as, as very big ball, factor in in this game. Yeah, spot on. Like, as soon as she gets the ball, they, well, I mean, in the, at, in the last quarter, Privatelli um, missed everything, but that was set up by Emma King, right? Yep. Everything everything she does ends up leading <laughs> to a score so far. So if she can fire up and yep. really um, drag her team along with her, I think it's the devil's game. Had to better hold at the Sharks huddle. Yeah, Sean Smith, very calm, very composed. He says the side knows what the challenge is uh, lying ahead. They know that the Devils have got this three-goal breeze. They're talking about not freewheeling going forward. They've got to be smart, be clever with the use of the football and get maximum benefit for any opportunities that they do get going forward. They know they've got the task ahead of them. The big one is on Brown, who's playing in the back line, saying that any any opponent that you've got, whether it be Privatelli, be King, you've got to drag them back to the goal square. Drag them back to the goal square, take them out of the game. We're just about ready to go in the final term here at Mulgrave Reserve. 4.6.30 the Devils, 4.5.29 the St Kilda Sharks. 20 minutes of footy left in round one of the VFL Women's Competition for 2017. Umpire just waiting for everyone to clear the ground. Almost set to go. Umpire picks up the Sharon. Here we go, final term here on girlsplayingfooty.com radio. We're underway. Tap. Goes the way of the Devils. Brutton out of the contest. Just kicks it into space. Centre wing broadcast side. Bouncing ball. Sharks will get there first. They're under pressure. They have to be cleaned by foot. And they are. Hoare gets a kick towards centre half forward. Bouncing ball in front of Gardner. Stop. Propped. Spun around. Kicks it inside. Attacking 50. It's up a target. Mark taken by the Sharks, about 20 out from goal, and it is Amy Catterall with the footy in her hands. Big kick, big kick. Massive. Catterall. Slight angle. We'll be kicking from about 30, 35 metres out. A little bit of a breeze in her face. As it comes in. Kick on its way. Oh, she just took it too much. Didn't make the distance. Ball at the top of the goal square. Kept in play. And is it rushed through? No. Neither umpire calling any decision at the moment. Garner trying to extract it. 
And now the umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Between the goal post and behind post on the broadcast side. King just ran underneath that one. Scott off the deck. Chapman for company. And gee, some good courage shown in there. I think that might have been a throw from Tani Nesta. Umpire said no, it was high. And it will be a free kick to Nesta. Left half back. She's been okay today, Tani Nesta. She loads it up. Goes very long and very wide in search of Stacey Livingston. Oh, a big hit on. And that might have been Kate Hall going down in a heap. Seems to have hurt her forearm. We'll get down to Peter Holden in a minute. The ball in the meantime has come forward for the Sharks. Working overtime, 45 out from goal. Snap at goal comes from Alison Brown. It's across the face. The defence for the Devils try and propel. King couldn't take the mark at half back and Scott loads it up and bangs it to centre. It's a barrel on the bounce. It's gone 100, literally. Ball towards half. Back now here for the Sharks. Penny kill the read. Oh, poor kick. Turned over. And the Devils will look to get back into attack. Through Carroll, high kick towards centre half forward. Kilderreed came late. Ball comes to ground. Darcy receives the handball. Kick inside, attacking 50. Good up, Jessica Foster on the chest. Good on the right. Yeah, she doesn't look entirely confident from this angle. How many left footers have got a right foot like that? At speed. That was beautiful. Foster. Emma King wants it long. Came in, stopped. Kick it to Emma King. Chips it over the top. Looks for Privatelli. Ball close to the boundary line. It's kept in play. High kick in the Tilly Lucas rod direction. Beats all comers but turned it over. Mullag goes back inside attacking 50 for the Devils. Ball on the deck. It's socket out of the contest and through for a minor score. 4-7-31 the Devils. 4-5-29 the St Kilda Sharks. Three gone final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Laura Bailey for the Shark getting some attention on the bench. They're just working on her right side of her hip. So Coolery, the kick out. She loads it up, goes towards left half back. Just falls short. Off hands, Darcy, Bree Davey. Roved it, got on the left foot, kicks around the outer side to Lucas Rod, who played on immediately. Now tried to feign with the umpire. Umpire said play on a third time, back to Davey. Terrible kick around the outer side. Sharked, luckily there by Bailey, who gets it up towards half forward. Turned over. Long, long <laughs> ball, back inside 50. Another 100 metres. Thing made it come from Stacey Livingston. She goes towards the pocket, it's bouncing still. Trying to repel back there and doing well was Benara. Coming through was Mia Ray Clifford. Gets the handball away. And the Sharks look to work outside defensive 50. Tilly Lucas right at the base to Davey. Wheels in board, shrugs a tackle. Kick up towards half forward is a good one. And rolling in to take the mark. Trying to look at who that is over there. I think it might have been Schleicher. She goes into the centre of the ground, <laughs> into the mud. Oh, get your ice skates out. Feigning a handball, doing nicely. I think it might have been Nesta. Towards full forward, Privatelli on the lead. Couldn't take the mark. Hands come out in the, in the direction towards... Trying to come up with it there was Alexander. Now the ball towards the top of the goal square. Foster one out. Over the back of the pack, bouncing ball. And away to the right, through for one behind. So three-point lead to the Devils. 
We have played four and a half final turn. Yeah, the Devils have got to lock it in here. I think Secura couldn't capitalise when they went inside 50, so if the Devils want to hang on to this, they've really got to lock it in, turn it over, kick a goal. Leo Ray Clifford goes in the direction of Benici, but it will go out on the full free kick to go the way of the Eastern Devils. Forward pocket on the broadcast side to take the free kick. Sophie Casey already with two this afternoon for the Devils. I reckon she fancies it a bit too. It's a very congested 50. She's going to chip it into the pocket and a mark will be taken. Well, I can't quite see behind the uh, interchange bench. Sophie Alexander, And you're yeah, right. Sophie. Alexander takes it forward pocket broadcast side. Has a shot. It's a wobbly one, but I reckon it's done the job. <laughs> She's, that is all right, my golf shot. She's hit that bat that's gone straight through the middle. <laughs> I don't think anyone could believe it. Sophie Alexander. Well, the execution was to try and walk in as a right footer and kick a right foot snap, but she hit the belly of the ball, so it wobbled like a mongrel, but it went straight. Did take, the job. Take what you can. And on the scoreboard it says one goal, so that's what don't, it really matters. picture right on the scorecard. Nine-point lead to the Devils as we hit the six minutes mark of the final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. I reckon it's going to be tough now for the Sharks. Yeah. In fairness though, they did deserve that on the run of play, I think, the Devils. Yeah. Again, getting good reward, reward for their work. Back in the middle of the ground, Brighton had it, took her three steps and the umpire said, no, there was no prior, jarred three in the tackle. Brighton goes back in for a second dig. Can't win it out. Lucas Rod's also in there. And Muller. Ball tossed up very quickly by the umpire. King. Couldn't really get her arms up in time. Colwell had it, lost it, got it back. Tried to handball it out, did. Tilly Lucas Rod. Gay. Dodging, weaving, back to Colwell. Tough in the clinches. Hannah Scott, we know where this will go. Up the chimney. Another barrel. She's kicked that about 65. Darcy on the bounce, runs onto it. Wants to get onto her left foot, which is her right foot. And did nicely towards centre half. A beautiful kick. Really good composure. And Tani Nesta, who was well and truly stamped her authority on this one, will go back with a little bit of breeze at her back from 40 out. Gives it off oh, to Scott, yeah. oh, who oh, kicks no. an absolute mongrel. <laughs> about 15 metres, it's turned over. Benici at half-back will repel for the Sharks. Goes for a run, Benici. The kick was ordinary in the direction of uh, Harris. And they've turned it over here. Handball the way of Muller, just outside attacking 50 on the boot, Livingston, high ball, top of the goal square, Kilderee chasing after it, will the boundary line beat her at will? And it dribbles out of play about five metres around from the right hand behind post. 5-8-38, the Devils, 4-5-29, seven and a half gone in the final term. As the umpire throws it back into play. Deep inside attacking 50 for the Devils. Tap. Goes the way of Alexander. Kicked off the ground. Tilly Lucas right arrives for support. Darcy with the intercept. Runs around. Kick on the boots. Centering ball. Carroll coming. Davey with the fist. Brought the ball to ground. Then goes back in after it. Fires out the handball. And a quick kick away by the Sharks. They'll go towards the halfback flank on the outer side. Scott put the hand out. Couldn't take it cleanly but was able to collect. Send the ball back inside attacking 50. Kill the read with the fist. Privatelli arrives on the spot. Dish the handball back to her teammate who was under all sorts of pressure and turned it over. Davey gets the kick out of defence but straight down the throat of Hannah Scott, 80 from home. 23 touches now, oh sorry, 20 touches now for Hannah Scott. 
Hannah Scott, I'd love to see metres gained. Hannah Scott on the Sorry, line. <laughs> Kicks at 45. <laughs> Not best. It would be up in the 500s though. When you kick three or four hundred metre barrels, it always helps. The Sharks again repel back to whence it came. Hannah Scott knocked it down only as far as Garner, who kicks to a one on two. Brown, Hutchins. They came through to collect Brown and did it nicely. And now a little soccer off the ground to a two on two on the wing, and it's socket defensively to a, a two on none, but oh, leaving it behind was Livingston. Good tackle applied down there from Amanda Walsh at half four. The umpires, did she drag it back in? He's circling with oh. intent. And he says, I'll ball it up. So we bounce, left half forward. The Sharks in attack, thrown up very quickly. King got the tap down. Colwell at the bottom of the pack. Umpire calls play on. Tilly Lucas Rod got a little kick away just in time. Nesta sends a long ball in the Darcy direction and she takes the mark. Half forward flank out of side for the Devils. She has Foster on the lead inside 50, but that's ignored. Darcy called to play on. Chip kick inside attacking 50. Hits Alexander on the chest. Super well played by Darcy. It was a good mark given how cold it is. I'm surprised it didn't get in snap off or something. She took a bit of time waiting for options but also to run down the clock. And um, five, five touches already in the opening 10 minutes for Sarah Darcy. Alexander comes in. Right foot kick on its way. It's going to land at the top of the goal square. Comes off hands. Darcy trying to work her way through the pack. Steer it there in support. Gave the handball to Foster. Foster around her body. Minor score. Now Pete Trish Muller coming off. She doesn't know whether she's in the Navy, Army or Air Force at this point. Is she okay down there? Just having a look now. Yeah, she caught one on the outer side. She was very, very slow to get up. Ball in the back pocket. Penny kill the read. Mary Clifford. All the hyphens first and last. Working overtime in the right back pocket. And they still can't get it clear. They just over-possessed it all day, haven't they, the Sharks? Tried to finesse it too much. Yeah, and trying to play that pretty football. It's a little bit like GWS on Friday night for those of you at home. Except someone was trying to do it at Telstra Dome slash the Darklands, Docklands, whatever it's called these days, Colonial Stadium. This is at Mulgrave Reserve when there's surface water. Get with the program, Sharks. Another ball up, 25 out from their defensive goal. And you trail by 10 points with nine to go. This is not where you want to be. We're just having a quick chat to Muller, but she looks fine. But dare I say it, the Devils remain in control. She might not come back on the ground with only nine minutes left. So still in the Navy, you gave her the concussion test down there, Pete? Garner, half-back <laughs> flank, tried to suck it on the, off the ground. Silence there from Peter Holden. Ball back into the middle here for Livingston. Sends a long one inside, attacking 50. It was a wobbly run. Tilly Lucas Rod got there first, just kicked it around the outside of her boot. Randall chasing after it for the Devils. Tilly Lucas Rod sockers it again off the ground. Randall will get there first this time, collects the footy, but then's taken over the boundary line by Tilly Lucas Rod. Great passage of play there by the number 18 for the St Gilda Sharks. I reckon that's great work from Peter Holt. Normally you go to the club doctor and say, oh, no, they're fine, no dramas, they'll be back out there. Ask the player directly and they just go, yeah, not don't know where I am, to be honest. <laughs> Love it. Let's hope she's okay. She's a star for this side. Gets in and under. Ball to the back of the pack. Hacked forward by Sibley. Bouncing ball. Privatelli's there for help. And then working away here is Scheichler. Gets it long for the Sharks. Darcy sits and waits under it. Could have almost been paid the mark. Now she has a bit of a crocodile roll on the deck and can't get it out. Walsh 
Shula Reed inside attacking 50 for the Sharks. This might be their chance. Brown trapped it. Little hands out the back. Garner should kick the goal. Running into practically an open. A little bit of pressure from her left. But she kicks the goal. And with seven and a half remaining, 39 plays 35. And the Sharks, end to end, back in it. Trial by four points. Having a big quarter, Tilly Lucas Red. She's up to 17 possessions so far. And I really liked, really liked her game today. I think she's very quick, obviously, but she's worked really hard today, I think, and reaping the rewards. And no pressure on Neve Felton as well, but you will be deciding who gets the $50 Rebel Sport voucher for the player of the day. Oh, jeez, okay. <laughs> yeah, start doing the maths here. Yeah. It's been very, very the, even. I got the stats real quick. <laughs> Glad you've got that responsibility, Brutton. <laughs> Got it out of the contest, but then Steerick gets it forward for the Devils. Long ball in the direction of Darcy, under pressure from Mia Ray Clifford. Darcy fired the handball out of the contest, so the umpire says... Haven't played yeah. many of those today, but it was there. Free kick going the way of Sierra Darcy. Oh. The kick ordinary and ends up in the hands of Banara. Got to go quick. High ball. Not a great one for the Sharks. Comes to the deck. And they soccer it off the ground, the Devils. Oh, through the fingers of Chapman. Oh. All turned over. Steer it up and under kick into the forward pocket for the Devils. Bouncing ball stays in play. Socket off the ground. Emma King just got a foot involved. Little cute kick around by Champion. Ball top of the goal square will be rushed through oh, by the Sharks. <laughs> they move to 5-10-40. The Devils 5-5-35. The Sharks, 14 gone, final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Sophie Casey was definitely appealing for the deliberate. She threw her hands up. And <laughs> I reckon if uh, Razor Ray was umpiring, we might have had it, but not, not today. <laughs> the restart. Mia Ray Clifford goes very long to the left-back flank, and that seems to be the tactic in the last going for distance rather than precision and it's working for the Sharks. Where has this been for the first three and a half? Ball out wide. Sibley tries to force the turnover on the wing. Scott wheeling, dealing. Got the handball back to Sibley. She dropped it. Tilly Lucas Rod up towards half forward. Hacking ball and going back to the flight. Good courage. Taking the mark was Livingston. She loads it up. Oh, dangerous ball. <laughs> Nesta almost collided with Cooler Reed. It gave the handball away quickly to Brutton. Now the hands from Walsh. Up towards full forward on the lead. Brown, she can't get there. Just held up in the breeze. Hutchins storms out, gathers, tackled by Brown. Oh, and it's a lovely ball in the end. Lands in the arms of Nesta. Luck is a fortune. And they get out of jail, the Devils. And it'll be a wide kick, searching for Watton. Bounce pass. Dangerous. And Bailey was able to take it on the half volley. We'll kick it back inside, attacking 50 for the Sharks. Fist applied by Hutchins. Garner stripped of the footy. Umpire calls play on. He's hovering. He's shaping. He's saying no. I'll ball it up. Five-point lead in favour of the Devils. Approaching the 16-minute mark of the final term. He gets us back underway quickly. Watton the tap to the deck. Sharks got a clearing kick out of the contest. Ball at the top of the goal square. Brown trying to gather it. Hutchins pushes it off her. Smith getting involved for the Devils. Ball flicked out the back of the pack. Garner comes in again. She's claimed immediately by Livingston. Ball spills free. Walsh the handball. It'll come back to Brown. Brown has a shot on goal. Brown gets the goal. 
And with that kick, the Sharks hit the lead. 6-5-41 plays 5-10-40 with about four, about three and a half minutes left in the final term. Big kick. Classy finish. Good hands though. That's one of those ones when there's only a few minutes left. You could easily take the shot over your own shoulder. There was two or three handballs to create enough space. And they get the goal. And a great finish. It looked like it'd be, it was drifting left. Remember King playing out of the goal square now? So Watton, the tap. There's a low throw up. Umpire backs away into the mud. Little handball came out the back from Scheichler. To Tilly Lucas rolled around the corner. Couldn't trap it. Benici. Little paddle from McNamara. Shoveled out the back. Now going back in, Lucas Rod. Could have caught one high. Umpire probably aware that the player at the base of that, Bailey, was... A little worse for wear and decides to throw it up, does. Corner of the square, attacking 50 for the Devils, they trail by a point. Little kick didn't go far, McNamara inside 50, Darcy could have been hung on to. Mia Ray Clifford for company. They do a little dance and then a little handball away. Shikler hacked around the corner. Only yes, go Scotty. He's got it out. Kick it, kick the goals. So Scott on centre wing, it's a precise kick inside, attacking 50, too hot though. Fell at the sin, Stryker got claimed immediately. And there'll be a whole free kick going the way of the Sharks. Oh, oh really? Yeah, Boom. We've been holding the ball there, <laughs> not holding the man, but... <laughs> yeah, she sort of... It was almost too brutal of a tackle. Like, she sort of chested her as she yeah, did it. True. Just didn't look tidy. So it'll be... Too much but the, the disposal with the back to the play, though, is like sort of a double-handed paddle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Schleichler... She's gone the barrel. She has, and it doesn't work out well. Casey didn't take the mark. It's on the deck right on top of where we had a lake earlier in the game. And we will get a ball up. Under two minutes left on the clock. A little bit of push and shove. The get gets it back to the umpire quickly because she knows there's not much time left. Colwell, the tap to the deck. Garner just sits on it. And we'll get another ball up here, unless it's extracted. It is by the Devils. Flicked out to Scott. Scott got claimed by Benici. Got the handball away just in time. Garner goes to ground. Davey also involved. And it's all held up. The umpire says, I'll ball it up. What's 70 from home. What's the odds on a draw? Well, they're usually about 61 to 1, Pete, if you want to know. Confirming at the moment, but Brutton, the extraction, maybe that's a bit of a negative, trying to clear the congestion for the Sharks. The ball gets up to the wing. The pack converges on it. Chloe Lahn's at the base of that. Plenty around it. Less than 60 seconds now. The umpire circles, and he will throw it up. Bring us home, Coxie. Emma King's going to come up. Can't do the third up. That'd be a shame. <laughs> Colwell got a fingertip to it. Brutton trying to come through, ball emerges from the pack with Paterno, goes towards the top of the 50, Hutchins bustling through, can't take it cleanly, now does, gave the handball to Smith, she was claimed by Walsh, no there cleaning. was a free kick, go, go, quick, will go the way of the Eastern Devils, 30 seconds left on the clock, they trail by a point, they've got to be quick here, the Devils. Free kick defensive side of the wing. Lan, long kick through the fingers of Davey. Comes off hands. Hall coming through. Got claimed. Chapman bumped off the footy. Umpire calls play on. Ten seconds left on the clock. And we'll get a ball up corner of the centre square. Broadcast side favouring the Devils. They've got to be quick, but I think they're going to run out of time. Four seconds, three seconds. Tap forward by King. Brutton running onto it. Fumbling at centre half forward. Sharks win. Sharks win by a point. Oh, who called that earlier? <laughs>
Yeah. I'll just take my bet. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> the umpire. Right again. You must be getting sick of this. The umpire was having a conversation. Then I thought there was a free kick just to add a bit of drama, but there wasn't. So six by forty-one. The St Kilda Sharks defeating the Eastern Devils 5-10-40 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Yeah, accuracy of question, 5-10 to 6-5. We all take a collective <laughs> breath or get the goal kickers quickly for those of you who are leaving and, us. And just quickly for Beniba, who's your best player on ground? Oh, Give her a second, yeah. oh, I'll read out the goal kickers yeah, while she's thinking. For the victors, Brianna Davey with two, Georgia Harris with one, Madison Gay with one, Jasmine Garner and Alison Brown all with singles. For the Eastern Devils, Sophie Casey with two, Beck Privatelli with one, Sophie Alexander and Jess Foster also with one. Best on ground? Yeah, Tilly or Conversation. Oh, oh. <laughs> I've narrowed it down to two. I reckon Tilly Lucas Rod. Okay, good. That was one of the two, so. <laughs> Tilly Lucas Rod. Lock it in. <laughs> and very unlucky for the Devils. Generally, we give it to the winning side, but probably could have easily given it to someone from a losing side. Yeah, that's um, for sure. But well, yeah, geez, Hannah, I'll Scott, it over. Hannah Scott played a real good game. Yeah, um, Emma King was Emma King was massive. Yeah, Just but I think um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Tilly Lucas Rod was there. She was really consistent for the whole game. She was there the entire time and always um, on on the ball. So, um, she just runs all day, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And always out the back for a handball and tidy. In these conditions, she's one of those and players... she's very quick too. It doesn't yeah. seem really to quick. affect her as much as some others. Real quick. Looking at her possession, looking at her possession map, it's a quintessential winger's game, really. It's just all of all of her possessions are just on that far... Just side. on that far side and within... Oh, you could throw a blanket over most of her possessions. So, nine... 18 for the day, Tilly Lucas Rodden, but I think massive, more massive when it counted in the second half. Yeah. Holden. Yeah, I'll see if I can get amongst it and try and get our player of the day, the winner of the $50 Rebel Sport voucher, Tilly Lucas Rodden. Tilly, 18 disposals today. What a win. Yeah, it was good to get the win, especially first game, and we have a few um, rivalry with the Devils, so it was really good to get the win. What was said at three-quarter time by Sean Smith? Because at that stage, you knew you had to try and get the lead going into the breeze. Yeah, he just said to put our head over the ball, um, keep surging it forward, and hopefully, yeah, the breeze was against us in the last quarter, so we kind of wanted to kill it when they had it, but when we had it, we wanted to surge forward as much as we could. And how tricky were the conditions out here today? Because a bit of a mixed bag, the ground, just out wide on the wings, there's a bit of surface water. A bit more firmer underfoot in the middle of the ground. Uh, yeah, well, I obviously played on the wing, so it was a bit hard to um, pick the ball up cleanly, but, yeah, it was pretty hard. And it was good in the middle, so we tried to use the middle as much as we could. And just quickly as well, uh, how are you feeling personally having that six-week break from AFLW, now starting the VFLW season? Um, yeah, I took uh, one or two weeks off just training, um, but I'm back into it now, so back in the gym, back training with the Sharks, and, yeah, I'm happy to be back. Congratulations again on being player of the day. You get the $50 Rebel Sport voucher. Sing the song loud and proud. Winners today. Will do. Thanks, Pete. That's Tilly Lucas Rod, our player of the day. Thank you very much to Peter Holden. First name basis as well. That's Tilly <laughs> Holden. That's how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that someone from Carlton that thinks I'm okay? <laughs> oh, give it a rinse. Look at him lapping it up out there in the sunshine. 6541. Can I just say quickly, though, uh, as soon as I had the mic up to the crowd and they cheered that St Kilda won, this is walking to their huddle. They just kindly reminded me that I tipped them to finish sixth this year. <laughs> you made another enemy, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new. <laughs>
<laughs> security budget's going up again in 2017. 6.541, the St Kilda Sharks, 5.10.40. Who were some of the other standout players from this afternoon? Well, pre-David, we, we, we talked about maybe she had a lot of the ball, so she had 24 touches, which is a really good return, particularly on a day like this, but she wasn't particularly clean. Uh, she, um, we mentioned that they overused the handballs a bit. She had a lot of those in and under handballs, but a couple of times she's such a precise precise ball mover, usually, and she had a, a couple of pretty... Couple of yeah, pretty good Mongol kicks, so good good game, but probably not the impact we've come to expect from her, and she, we do hold it to such high standards, so she's a victim of that as well, but Hannah Scott, as we mentioned, another great game, 24 touches. Um, my love affair with her continues. <laughs> um, she was fantastic and once again lifted when it counted really almost willed her side um, towards the end of that quarter and Jenna Brutton with 20 touches as well thought she just did what she always does just really flies under the radar no fuss but always keeps the side going forward and I think another really good game from her as well and just to point out Sarah Darcy again big last well, we've got a dog in the palm tree box. Big, big last quarter from Sarah Darcy. 13 touches for the day. Good return and looked really dangerous with six touches in that last quarter. So, with the... Uh, I don't, I'm not fully aware of the range of our stats, but I take it we can get the top ball winners from, from both sides? Yep. You're just in any, any, any order? Top five from both sides? Yep, so... Top number one is obviously Bree Davey, 24. Then we've got... For the Sharks. Um, yep, for the Sharks. So then Hannah Scott with 24. Jenna Bratton, 20. Tilly Lucas, right, 18. And Catherine Smith with 13. Yeah, she really went out of it in the end, Catherine Smith. I know she went defensively deep. Yeah, but, but she, uh, she had a time. great first quarter and a half and then went cold. Yeah, but... It, uh, Still only 19 but, or 20, though. Yeah, the, I mean, you mentioned she went, kind of went defensively, but she had plenty of opportunities to get it in defence. Mm. just kind of... But that's one of those things. We've talked about it last year a fair bit, that with women's football, women's soccer, women's cricket, it's it's certainly a consistency thing throughout games. It's something that's always been a problem in women's sport. And it's not for all players, but it's even even the best players, people like um, Bono Courtney Kramer, who I used to play with, often have 11, 12 possessions in a quarter and the next quarter have one or two. And that's something that, particularly for young players, something she'll hopefully work through and become the fantastic player we think she is going to be. Now, Alison Brown, young player, was, Very good. was given the job on Meg Hutchins in a semi-defensive role and taking out the winning goal, which is obviously a, a great cherry on top. There was plenty of icing for her as a, as a young footballer. She's probably the same height as Emma King, probably can't jump over buildings the way Emma King can, but lots of good signs there for, for the Sharks. And, and also another one with a big name out there with, was Banara, 79. And obviously some of the junior girls coming through, so great time for the Sharks. Just back on Brown, really took up the role of that forward line presence. Garner seemed to be up and around the ground at a lot of stages throughout the game. So for her to be so young and to take that responsibility on, a great feather in her cap. As I think Peter Holden's heading into the uh, Sharks' room, hopefully to grab this song. So uh, we'll stand by for that. Some other thoughts on the game this afternoon on the Devils' side of things. They had their opportunities, and when you look at the scoreboard, they really should have made most of it when they were kicking down towards the end, favoured with the wind. Yeah, I thought in the last quarter um, they would have played a lot more strongly and kind of capitalised on getting it down there. They got it down there enough times, I think, if they'd kick goals, but... They yeah. lost their shape a bit, didn't they? Sarah yeah. Perkins really would have made a massive difference today. Just <laughs> They sort of tried to go with a, a few imposters down there, didn't they? They, yeah. they tried Emma King and Privatelli and 
it's not the same as Sarah Perkins. Yeah, exactly. And you're like overjoyed for Perko and everything in Adelaide, but imagine like a fitter, stronger, more practice Perko coming back into this side. They'd be they'd be gutted, I think. <laughs> so so she, she's, she, she's not she, coming back at all. Yeah, she, she's on the she, list. she will be coming back for okay. final. They'll be flying her back just to make sure she plays enough games. But I'm fairly sure she's going to be coming back for finals. That's still a massive hole for them to fill, though. Darcy, I don't think, can play the, play the role of just creating that presence inside 50. Can't and, she's more of a, and she's more of a lead-up player. That sounds like we've got the song. Well, they take a long rev up through the Sharks. <laughs> they do. Plenty <laughs> in there, Pete. They've stacked them in. It's only a smaller way room, too. Yeah. St Kilda Sharks singing the song loud and proud in their room 6-5-41, they were the victors this afternoon over the Eastern Devils 5-10-40 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio Jeez, I'll tell you what, there was even harmonies in the background there, <laughs> they've got that sussed out <laughs> Now, I do, I, there's got to be a big shout here I think to someone like Fiona Stewart from, um, from the Eastern Devils, she's one of those girls that's come into the side and straight away become in the top three midfielders and I guess from afar you sit there and you wonder what qualities has she got to go into that top three straight away and you saw some of those little freakish things she did today with especially stealing the ball, intercepts, those kinds of things. She was terrific today. Uh, Tani Nesta stood up in the last um, but really outside of that I think that's what it came down to. There wasn't too many that stood up in the last for the Devils. They were few and far between. You actually mentioned about Stewart. She was one of the players that uh, did the uh, Victorian Women's Academy throughout the summer uh, and put on the St Kilda Saints jumper when they took on the uh, ADF about a week or so ago at Etihad Stadium. Yeah, so she'll be in the Saints jumper next season, let's hope. From <laughs> <laughs> the AFLW expands with the Saints and Geelong. Are we angling for that early? I won't get the politics involved too early in the season. It's only round one. It's only round one. I'm sure it'll only get bigger and better from here. But the back line, I thought, for the Devils as well was pretty good today. Um, they got beat on the counter twice in the last for two goals. Um, and that was probably more a midfield thing than, than, a, than a defensive thing. And it's the likes of Sibley and, and Livingston and, and also Carroll back there. They seem to be pretty solid in defence. Chloe Lahn also. And, and that's really where you can build your base. Whereas you probably argue for the Sharks. on Penny, Penny Kulareed and Mirai Clifford and Paterno and... They've been around for a while. Um, Paterno hasn't, but the other two certainly have been. Um, they were caught a little wanting, but in the end, you concede 15 shots um, and they only get 40 points out of you, and you probably got away with one fraction there. Because for mine, yes, we've given the best player on the ground uh, to a shark, and, and Tilly Lucas Road probably deserving, but that's the one that got away for the Devils. They will be absolutely ruining this one. They've... They've effectively, unfortunately, they have snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. And the only thing with the Sharks too, it's almost like a bad habit for them. They had to rely on some of those key players to really... 
stand up to get the job done today and that's something that they didn't do too often throughout last year. Players well, seem to lift across them, the board. Alison Brown kicked the winner, so yep. but it was one kick. Yeah. Uh, so you're <laughs> well truly point made. And for the Sharks as well, they've got some players to come back. I think Meg Downey's one of them as well, the one that uh, had the lights taken out when the Collingwood-Melbourne game. Uh, Pete McWilliams also still to come back into the side. We're not sure if Mo Hope will be back this year because of the knee, most likely not. But they've still got one or two players that they can add to their team, so there is positives there. The question is, from what we've seen today, is it a side that can improve on their performance of the final series last year when they went out in straight sets and rather disappointingly in their performances in the finals? Nope. I think it's as Sean... <laughs> but as Sean said, it's management. It's They ran out of gas last year completely. So, and we sort of noted that through the season, that, that the Sharks were slowing down, slowing down. And, and you say it on radio and then people will come up to you later and they'll, after the season, post-mortem and say... I thought you were calling us unfit or whatever, but no, you were right. We were we were well and truly out of out on our feet, and and this season they'll they'll play that a little smarter. They get away with one today, um, as you say. They probably had no hope. Well and truly managed. That's a long-term manage. And then they've got two or three others that they've managed, and the Tilly Lucas rods. You would think Breeze Avi, even though she's the captain, won't play every game. So they just got to get smarter with that. They got three. They got three sides. There should be enough players to come in. So they've just got to get a little smarter with, with the way they do that. And last year, in the ones, I don't think they had a mass amount of players on the list that played. Mm. I think, and maybe today there was two or three that I saw, like Achimpong and a few others that ran around in the twos. But depth-wise, they need to find some depth, which it looks like they've done with some of the younger girls today. But they need to find that depth, flood the depth, take a bit of a chance during the season. And perhaps the changing of the focus now with the AFL the AFLW in vogue, in the VFLW, you can now say, hey, our top eight, we can't really worry about them much. We've got to get 32 players that can play every week. I wonder what the psychology is at the moment for the Eastern Devils because when they got knocked out in the elimination semi last year, they put the white flag up in the first quarter. They got ran over by Melbourne Uni. Today... Half time, they were up, and you kind of got a sense of okay, Devils are going to click into gear here. They're going to uh, put on a few runaway, maybe win by five goals, and it didn't happen. They they were under siege, and they looked under siege in the third quarter. Still, scores level, pretty much level at three quarter time. You'd be thinking, okay, home crowd got the win behind them. It'll be an ugly win, but get the job done, bank the four points, and they've let that slip. It was quite noticeable that there was one player missing for the Devils, the last quarter specialist, Chops Lambert. She wasn't there. And it was quite clear she wasn't there. Um, I'm not sure what her status is, but they need someone like her. Well, Lambert comes back and, and coming back from the knee, I think in about a month's time, Jessica Trent comes back. Ah. So you've got two you've got two key midfielders there. Was she, was she GWS listed, Trent? Uh, no, Trent didn't get uh, listed because remember she, didn't she did... listed? No, no, she didn't get listed because remember she did her knee in June last year. It was a game here that uh, me, right. Coxie, called. Just over there, Yeah, in the middle of the ground, did the knee, and it, it was shattered because at that stage she was in red-hot form mm. and was going to get listed. No questions. So she was shattered that that happened. It was a bad one, too. Yeah, it wasn't it was. just a regular... It was a, she was in a lot of pain that day. I remember. And, and when she comes back and Lambert comes back, that's a, that's a midfield fielders that can move the ball and that's probably one thing they maybe struggled with today they had a few good long kicks and maybe because again the condition of the ground but there was no one to generally run the ball yeah and she does carry that's that's one of her big but it was quite noticeable last quarters in terms of running on top of the ground that there was no chops lambert out there and she's just got that class she gets two or three meters on you so quickly 
And that was, and that this was is, the difference. this type of weather is built for someone like her. She'd oh, just like Tilly Lucas Rod for that, just that wet weather kind of player that, that had that extra yard of yeah. yard of pace than everyone else. The, the other player missing as well, she may play one or two games for the Devils this year because she's based over in Adelaide, is Sarah Perkins. And she's the type of player uh, not only obviously leading out of, of the forward line, but in a day like today, she was one that will come from nowhere and crash a pack and skittle bodies left, right and centre. You need that kind of fear to put into the opposition of, uh-oh, here's Perkins' footsteps coming, someone's going to get cleaned up. Around the 10-minute mark, when the Sharks are just starting to get back on top, that was the moment that you would have thrown her in the ruck, just to ruffle up a few feathers, impose herself on the contest. And again, that's another lacking presence that the Devils have to deal with. I could just imagine Sarah Perkins. She had swagger when she was just an Eastern Devils player. Now she plays for the Crows in that profile. Imagine imagine the strut when she walked back out here for her first game. All she has to do is sing about Adelaide Advertiser headlines and she'd be like, oh, yeah. She messes up and she's like, oh, wait, no, Adelaide Advertiser. Like, I'm no, good. It's, she just has that about her. And that's what you need. You need someone to just walk in and just lift. And that, and that was why Perkins, no Lambert. It was yeah, it was just obvious today. Now that you look back at it, at the time you thought, oh, yeah, the Devils will be able to hold here. But now you look post-mortem and you say they didn't have the personnel to sort of hold on to that lead with any real conviction, and, and they let it slip. So let's have a look ahead to next week. No scores from Diamond Creek, Seaford. Oh, I've got a oh you've got time. one. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, so we've got Diamond Creek, 10-3-63. Seaford, no goals, one behind. Oh! Well, um, as halftime, that was a couple of minutes ago. And it says Molloy's got four goals in her debut, and Kennedy has two. Ouch. So comprehensive. Poo. Creek is a back. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, whack, whack, whack. Mind you, mind you, I was told by uh, another source of the ground that I was chatting to about Seaford, and he goes, Yeah, he goes, they, they've got some serious injury concerns down at Seaford that's affecting them. As much as they've got a lot of numbers, their quality players are all coming up pretty sore. Yeah, and it is hard when you look at their progression. A lot of those players were playing Division One football two or three years ago. They haven't been yeah, well, at the yeah, top we've seen line. Them. Division Two, Division One, and then straight into the top competitions. So it's just been up and up and up. That pressure on the body's soon gonna, soon gonna tell. And how many did they have in the AFLW? They were a handful, didn't they? Four, five, five. Um, That's Kim, a lot. Kim, Kim Ebb, Kim Ebb, Gillespie Jones, Gillespie Jones. Yeah, they had a handful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgia Walker as well. That's the sixth. So looking ahead to next week, Pete. Where are we again? Geelong versus Seaford down at, uh, down at Ocean Grove, Shell Road. There's one advertising hoarding, and it's the mix. <laughs> Ford, right forward flank. If it's still there, let me know. I'll be just <laughs> <laughs> Because you want to go to the restaurant, that's why. Uh, there's Which is literally about 150 yards from the ground. Because it's no one's home ground. There was a, yeah. There's been a huge plan for about 20 years to relocate Ocean Grove, the footy club, from... from um, from up the road down to Shell Road, but it's never happened. I think Braxy put up the money and then someone else put up the money and then the money went away and it's, it's effectively an oval in the middle of nowhere. Right next to my primary school. Fantastic. Good reason to avoid it next yeah. Saturday then. Uh, also on Saturday, 2pm <laughs> <big, it's> <laughs> next Saturday, Bill Laurie Oval Northcote Darabin hosts the Eastern Devils. It'll be an interesting game. Both sides coming off losses. Mm, and I don't think you could have probably said that for a long time. I would have to... My gut says a big Darabin win, as in, I reckon Pearson, Arnell, etc. Will, will be rotated back in this week and they will be angry and be wanting to make a statement. Well, these guys better be angry and wanting to make a statement too. Tell you what, after today's game, they, yes. they, better, they better get some mongrel about them too. They'll be, they'll be semi-happy with three and two-third quarters, though. Oh, absolutely. Both, 
Darwin had plenty to be happy about as well, but I mean, to lose, like Oxy said, to snatch defeat from the Jaws victory, that's a disappointing way, especially in front of their on the big day, the you know Cup day, on the front of their home ground. That I think that I think that'll burn with them. So, so for tipping the Sharks by a point, is everyone shouting me a beer after the game? Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Tip your own way. I tried. Sun, Sunday three games on uh, the three pm game is. Box Hill hosting the VU Western Spurs at Box Hill City Oval. Ah, oh, the home of cricket. <laughs> well, you'd think the Spurs by a fair way. Yeah, this could be... Uh, Fortunately. Blow out. Yeah, it, it will. And if it is, it means it's going to be a long, long, long season for the Box Hill Hawks. When, when is that game? 3pm uh, Sunday. Sunday. And we, we are... So that's... So they, they, they've fallen in love with the 3pm game, have they? Yes. I assume the Creekers are a 3 p.m. start. Yep, yep, yep. and uh, they will be. But they are part of a double header with a uh, VFL men's game. I believe the men's game is being played early, like about 12, and they're backing up at three. So the 12 is obviously the TV game. So uh, no, there be no. There's no TV game, but I believe the Hawthorne men might be playing the Twilight game, so they want the Hawthorne Reserves uh, box or the play early and if they need to send someone down the road fair enough etc uh, plenty uh, War Memorial Park 2pm starts Sunday Diamond Creek Cranbourne bang bang yeah. Diamond Creek two in a row yeah. easy. the way they're looking at the moment what's Cranbourne's go have they picked a few up no I think they've got essentially the same list with a few injuries by the sounds of yeah, things yeah so yeah and then our match of the day on Sunday on air 1 o'clock 2pm bounce down Peanut Farm for St Kilda versus Melbourne Uni. Bring the heater. Bring the heater. <laughs> Will be an interesting game. Yeah, Will be, I, you know, as much as it, on paper it should be Melbourne Uni winning comfortably, just a Peanut Farm. Things, you they're know. not great there. Yeah. It's like the, the ground's not round and lush and it confuses them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonky ground down there. I used to hate, we used to play some pre-season games, I used to hate it. Like a narrow pocket on one side and a fat pocket on the other side and the cricket pitch is on a 45 degree angle. It must be the analyst's brain. I'm just going, this is wrong. <laughs> oh dear. But, that, that, but again, Geelong Seaford and uh, St Kilda Melbourne Uni, our uh, matches of the uh, round. Looking forward to a big weekend after what was a big weekend here. Uh, yesterday we saw Melbourne Uni defeat Darabin. This afternoon we saw the St Kilda Sharks get over by a point over the top of the Eastern Devils. Thank you very much to Neem Felton for joining us first game. Um, Thanks for having me. <laughs> Christy Williams as always on the stats computer. Yeah, I won't be uh, won't be around next weekend. I'll be swanning in the the Labrokes private suite, lads. So enjoy, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you very much, Dan Hill. Good to see that we've dusted you off for another year. Yeah, mate. Good to be back, and uh, it's good to see the comp alive and well. It's going places. It's great to be part. Of it. And to uh, Peter Holden too. Uh, bit disappointing you didn't get wet out there today but uh, I think everyone was cheering for me to slip over at some stage <laughs> but uh, I saw, to disappoint. I saw you walking up here at one point looking like you lost your footing very close, but, uh, you know, I managed to keep the feet moving well. Uh, Pete's someone you describe as sure-footed, <laughs> otherwise known as slow in the way. Very Joe Watson-like. <laughs> yeah, doesn't go much. quick enough to fall over. <laughs> when I bowl, it's off six steps, thanks. <laughs> I'm Matthew Cox. This has been girlsplayfooty.com radio. The Sharks victors this afternoon by a point at Mulgrave Reserve. We'll see you at 1 o'clock next Saturday afternoon down from Ocean Grove.